he knew the world would not be the same. Few people laughed, few people cried. Most people were silent. I remembered the line from the Hindu scripture, the Bhagavad Gita. Vishnu was trying to persuade the prince that he should do his duty. And to impress him, takes on multi-armed form and says, now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. I suppose we all thought that. Hello. One way or another. Welcome to the Pronosis Podcast. This podcast is about the transpersonal, the transcendental, and the mystical. We'll be talking about who we are, where we are, and how to move forwards in this world, where the veil seems to be ever thinner, and reality hasn't quite turned out to be what we were told. Thanks for following along. And we're back. Uh, hey, dude. Yeah. How you doing? Not bad yourself? Yeah, not bad, not bad. It's been a bit of a while. We've, yeah, had, a, it? we've had a bit of a uh, what's it called a bit of a hiatus and uh, luckily the world hasn't ended yet yes but it's been moving <laughs> incredibly fast towards it yeah it does technically mean that the predictions that we made at the end of the last show which I think were pretty much about the world ending have not come true which I'm so, fine with yeah yeah totally I think what we're going to have to do is probably predict that again at the end of this show <laughs> yeah we'll just then, keep making like Nostradamus yeah. stuff we'll just keep making random predictions and they'll come true <laughs> but yeah man things have moved on uh, we have a world economic forum prime minister now hey hooray how fucking great is that yeah, well, it couldn't get any worse well it can actually I shouldn't have said oh yeah that. no it yeah. could it could yeah, get worse yeah, it's going to get a lot worse isn't it like I know how his wife uh, running the company that does yeah. like digital uh, currencies. Yeah, digital yeah. currencies. The guy who essentially her it was her father, his father-in-law who introduced the uh, the social credit system. I think it's called Infosys or something. That's it. Yeah, that's the name. Um, and this is it's hated in in India. If you go and look at like the at the beginning of the school year in India this year, they were talking about the fact that. There are kids who won't be able to get school meals and 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 all of this and some of the you know the 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 free school services because it's all being done now through this this like the social credit system essentially and you have to be signed up to all the CBDCs in order to get any of this stuff and it's like it's really it's real weird man like looking at that stuff from here and realizing that it's on its way and it's coming kind of creepy isn't it it's it's like I'm gonna start in the negative like I'm gonna get mine forced on me actually i'm not even gonna take it <laughs> but once i'm taken away and i'm like forced to have it which is probably gonna happen i mean th- well this is a thing though isn't it because <clears throat> all the nations there's 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 kind of a, a, a big difference there's nations who've taken it and accepted it like india and then there's nations like japan and the way that japan japan got around this was simply by just using cash like the 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 majority of the country got together and said we don't want this stuff coming in so while they try and push it as much as humanly possible we're just going to keep using cash and eventually the japanese kind of uh got to the point where they were like oh we're supposed to be you know moving over to all these systems now we're not going to be able to because not enough people have kind of come along with the with the plan with the idea so we're just going to have to kind of abandon it and it'll come back, don't get me wrong, they haven't gotten rid of it, 
you know, look at what happened to Shinzo Abe uh, in, you know, not so long ago. Uh, there's, they're certainly not above um, assassinating Asian leaders that, you know, <laughs> that go against the grain of stuff. But I do, I like, I still hold out hope and think that there's a, there's a, there's a, a way for us to get past that and to not have to have it uh, implemented. Yeah, like recently I've been getting less and less nihilist. Like, I, that's I, good. I, for a long time, I was very nihilistic about things. I was like, oh, what's the fucking point? Like, no <laughs> one's going to see what's happening. What, what's the point? But slowly, through interaction with real people and not bots on Twitter, fuck yes, you kind of realise that more people are clocked on than you recognise. Yeah, hundred percent. And you realise that these bots on Twitter are basically there to make you feel hopeless. Like, oh no, no, yeah. look, we all agree you're the odd one out. And it's yeah. like, wait a second, no, no, no. I'm at the bottom of the pyramid with my buddies, and the moment we start pulling those bricks out from the bottom, the rest will collapse. <laughs> I mean, this is this is the thing about this is why. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna make any predictions here about what's gonna happen with Twitter. It could be the case that that Elon Musk gets rid of it in you know three or four months or so realizes that it's just not a profitable venture and and that he's not going to be able to do it without the advertisers and gets rid of it and if that's the case then i still think that'll be a net positive because what you've just said there is absolutely the 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 one of the core issues that we're facing is the fact that people are people are uh judging what is acceptable and what other people's opinions are by the bots that they're looking at on twitter and so it's so, it's a completely different like i never used to do twitter i was always a facebook person because i can't you can't say the shit that i say on facebook <laughs> in 216 characters or whatever you know i write essays man I'm, I'm, I'm here for the fucking long run so i was never a big twitter user but within the last kind of year or so um for whatever reason i've just kind of started spending more time on it and being a bit like following people you know following the people that i want to follow it and all this kind of stuff but even then like the algorithms are pushing all of this shit on me and it's impossible to avoid it all of the woke stuff all of the like supreme like communism the left-wing you know craziness all of it is just being constantly constantly filtered and even if you're on there to kind of get in like you know to to form community with people who who think the same way that you do the chances are that the only way that's going to happen is through arguing with like the woke people (laughs) like this is what it is it's it's an echo chamber of wokeism and then you've got this kind of like group of 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 non-conformists or whatever you want to call them on the outside that that are having this kind of ongoing argument and like it's just been the worst part as well is like it's not even used has it like you know you kind of intended it to be because like the idea was it's like an open forum where people mm-hmm. came in and talked about things or give out latest statements yeah. and talk about that but what it's become is this is anyone i don't dis uh, anyone i don't agree with gets silenced yeah and i mean that's why lex friedman at the moment is probably the best podcaster in the world oh yeah bring people in who opposes views like his Kanye interview? I listened yeah. to it, and it was really interesting. Like some shit Kanye was saying was like, "What the fuck are you on?" <laughs> but then you kind of realised he was drugged. Like, have you yes. seen this shit about oh, his um, personal trainer oh, being uh, involved in a Canadian science Oh goddamn! Yes, um, this is a really, really interesting thing because, like, 
If you get back into the 60s and 70s, you have people like Zsa Zsa Gabor, uh, and Zerhan Zerhan and, and Mark Chapman and Lee Harvey Oswald. The, literally these people who were involved in mind control experiments and involved with the CIA and, and all this kind of stuff. And that was, that was spoken about a lot. And one of the things that they used to talk about all the time was the idea that, like, for example, you know Brian Johnson of the, uh, of the Beach Boys? Yeah. M- unbelievably pl- prolific genius musician you know wrote hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of of songs that have never been released never been listened to they're all just in the in the um what's it called the the vaults of the record companies and all this now when you look into brian johnson's history he was literally drugged his doctor stopped him from like they didn't want him out there writing they didn't want him for for whatever reason you know he he wasn't along with the with the plan or whatever and they literally drugged him and stopped him from engaging with the music industry for for years and years. You've got Michael Jackson, another massively anti-establishment guy who was openly talking about the the, the pedophilia and the child abuse that was going on that he went through himself, but that was going on in the uh, in in the music industry. And the first thing they did was try and take him down as a pedophile himself with like fourteen or fifteen. Allegations. Followed along with. Yeah, well, yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, how would you not? How would you not? That was it. But how it was did? So how, convincing. That's it. Well, it was made to be so, you know. But how did he die? He died because his doctor over like poisoned him. Prince. How did Prince die? Another prolific musician. Hundreds and hundreds of songs, all locked away in vaults. Sony can't use them until he's dead, and so they got his doctor to the murder him. Dead. Yeah. This is like, it. Like Hendrix in his own way, he was left to die. Yeah. And they made shit tons of money yeah. he died. It's like everything that you see at the moment in terms of popular music. Like when you like recently I just saw a thing where somebody was talking about how Taylor Swift is a genius because of all these songs that she wrote. She's probably never written any of them. They're probably all Prince songs or Michael Jackson songs, you know? Like Lady Gaga does this with um with uh oh God, I can't remember the bloody name. It's one of the I think it's one of the women who was in Four Non Blondes. She again, very prolific songwriter, gets together with all of these different people and writes songs for them and is the person behind the scenes doing all of the stuff. But this used to be something that was really, really prolific in all in the music industry, in the film industry, and everything. They would always have these doctors, and although you can't see me on the podcast at the moment, I'm doing air quotes (laughs) for these doctors. It's true, guys. Doctors that are essentially CIA handlers, and their job is to keep these people on the track on the straight and narrow and to then keep them out of the yeah keep it like look at britney spears who again same thing some of those pictures she's posted recently yeah man like she's got all these like the weird meat clocks yeah where are the meat clocks is that picture of um tom hanks with a black eye yeah with oprah no No, it was with oprah yeah yeah yeah. 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 and it's like "Mm." Yeah, there's all of this weird symbolism and, and signalling that they're doing to one another. And the weird thing, and this is what's strange about it. So if you go and have a look at this guy who's um, uh, Kanye West's doctor, you'll find he's also Ariana Grande's doctor, Lady Gaga's doctor, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's doctor. All of these people who are the fucking crazy celebrities who are basically putting political ideology out there you know like someone like lady gaga 
her politics is more important to her, you know, to what she's doing than the music is. The music is kind of a sidebar thing of it. Um, but these are all got, and it's, and again, it's not, it's because he's not a doctor, it's because he's a CIA handler and he's been assigned this group of celebrities to keep in check and to make sure that they, that they, you know, do what they, uh, and until Kanye released that message where the guy was basically like, here's the two ways we can deal with this. Either we can have a, you can come and have a lovely talk with me and you can apologize about all of the things you've said, or I'm going to essentially get you committed and you won't see your kids ever again it's like there it is in black and fucking white that's how they do it and it's like this is why i mean god dude this kanye thing is like it's fucking it's <laughs> it's, it's difficult to know how, where to start with it do you know what i mean he's definitely um, a narcissist but oh yeah it doesn't him being a narcissist doesn't take away the fact that he's being fucked with in mm-hmm. a hardcore sense. Like, like we can't just be like, oh, he's a narcissist, fuck him. No, he might be a narcissist, but man, he's being messed with in a way yeah. that, like, it would cause many of us to kill ourselves. Oh, yeah. Like, this is scary shit, mm-hmm. you know? They've taken basically, like, when he was talking about... I was kind of sad when he was talking about when he sees Kim, he feels like he's Mario trying to save her from the castle. Yeah. And I was like, that's a really hard Yeah, man. Point. Like, he generally cares for her. Yeah. But she's being taken by her handler elsewhere. Oh, yeah. Being controlled. Absolutely. And he's kind of been thrown off as the crazy... And again, you look... I mean, what is Kim Kardashian? Like, what? Like, why is... Why is she famous? What is, what is the reason for her being there? Well, the reason for her being there is basically because Robert Kardashian who was her father, was um, O.J. Simpson's uh, lawyer. And he became super famous. He was one of these people who, you could tell he very much liked the the spotlight and he was more interested. And he got that one little bit of spotlight with the O.J. Simpson trial. And then all of a sudden, it was, it was you know, he pretty much sold his family into, in, like, to Disney and to the, and to the, the major corporations. And it's well known that her mother was, like, basically organized to have her sex tape released uh and you know did did monetary deals in order to have it released they knew exactly what they were doing it was you know they've made her this idol i mean it's literally it's the only way you can really explain it she's not a celebrity she's not a singer she's not like a fashionista she's not what does she do she's an idol she's there as a as a uh, an example to be set to other people and this is why like especially yeah I, I found it the same thing when he was sat there going like i just want my wife to be able to be christian with me and it's like she can't be because she's in a luciferian sect <laughs> like there's no there's yeah. no getting away from that you know well i'm pretty sure was it satan said you know i'll corrupt them with music yeah, um, yeah. i mean again this is this this all gets into crowley and it all gets into the revelation of the method and the externalization of the hierarchy that he was talking about in the in the early uh, 20th century see he wrote this book called the aeon of horus the aeon of horus was uh, only a small little book but it was basically a prediction of of what was coming uh, and the age that we were you know moving away from one age into this new age and what the what the aeon of horus was going to be was going to be a a, a time when the the power structure that had been hidden for hundreds of years was going to externalize itself and come out in and be 
you know, uh, what's the word, and, and rule in the open as opposed to ruling by secrecy, which is what they'd all always done. And the way that Crowley said the best way for us for this to be done is to basically put it in popular culture, put it in movies, put it in art. And this is why you see all of these musicians and these artists and these, these movie stars using the same symbolism, like using the one-eye symbolism or the hidden hand symbolism, all of this stuff, because it's... Like, once you see it... Oh, fuck, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no getting away from it, man. It's it's uh, especially when you look at people like Katy Perry. It's and heartbreaking shit like that. when it's someone you like as well. Yeah, when you see them doing. You're like, oh, you well, it's like I mean, I I was taken in by the Britney Spears thing when I was younger. Like I'm I'm 39 and Britney Spears is 40, so she was a year. What you know, I was in the same high school year as her, and um, when she first came out and she was doing the like the schoolgirl fucking shit <laughs> you know I was a 16 year old at the time going like oh wow it's this is someone of my age who's doing all of it that's amazing and for about two or three years I was a great big fucking gigantic Britney Spears fan and you know this is long long before I got into prog rock and uh, heavy metal and all that kind of shit so I'm, I'm, I'm exposing myself a little like bit Britney here Spears and Slayer at the yeah, same man. time yeah <laughs> oh, she's still I mean you know Toxic's a great song there are some really I'm good songs I'm glad that she's sort of free from a lot of that like, I think well, you see the. Well, this is it. You see, you see the issue is, is that she. Well, I hope she's free. That's it. She was one of these people. When you look at Madonna, so if you look at Madonna, there is a straight line from the debasement of sex that Madonna did in the eighties and nineties, and only fan the only fans craze that we have going today. Madonna basically was like played what was known what's called the the whore of Babylon um, archetype. This is why she was you know dancing in front of burning crosses and all this kind of stuff. It's literally why she's called Madonna. Like the whole thing is about debasing religion and about you know and essentially pushing sexualization. And so she did that. She was kind of like the queen of all of that shit up until the point at which in the MTV Music Awards, I think in 2009, or I can't remember exactly what year it was, but there was that one MTV Music Awards where Madonna did the um, the the performance where she was in a top hat and a tuxedo and she came, she walked down 13 steps and took off her top hat and put it on Britney Spears' head and then kissed her and there was this great big thing of like oh my god Madonna and Madonna and Britney Spears lesbian kiss blah 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 well that was her publicly passing the passing, exactly passing it on and when the and so then you look at Britney Spears and what did Britney Spears do well for me as a 16 year old looking at a girl in a school uniform dancing provocatively to a song about getting fucked which is essentially what baby hit me one more time was yeah to me that's like oh yeah that's quite quite rebellious quite real but to like 30 40 year old dudes at the time like you know this is sexualizing schoolgirls. like this is this whole you know and all of britney spears when you look at the fact that like how much they they um uh, they they took her chastity and her virginity and it was like this whole thing of like oh yeah she's this pure virginial girl who's actually like you know dra- dances like a stripper and all all of this stuff is is literally meant to like warp the brain and to, it's like it has the same effect that like free porn now does have have has on people it warps people's opinions it creates you know pedophiles and 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 people who are attracted to younger schoolgirls who maybe would not have been before um 
and this is what all the and so the problem that I have unfortunately with what's happening with Britney at the moment is that about two or three weeks ago she she posted another video of her with Madonna Oh. So this is it. She's been she's been brought back into the fold, you know. I guess like because I mean she was institutionalized and had the children taken away from her. Yeah. Where have we heard that before? Well, yeah. I mean, I guess this is it. Scared it. her to a point where she's like, oh, I can't, I can't escape. That's this. it. Yeah. It's it's kind of sad because it's it's happened like quite quite a lot of people. Like it's the you know the famous twenty seven. Is it twenty? Yeah, yeah. The twenty yeah. club twenty seven. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. And then you've got people like Whitney Houston. Who, mm-hmm. Who's that most recent? Summit Carter, Aaron Carter. Oh God, yeah, that's a fucking weird. Bathtub, yeah? Did he, you see what happened? Yeah, he messaged uh, Kanye. Kanye. Well, this is okay. So, Aaron Carter. This is this is oh, Jesus Christ. Aaron Carter was one of the first people I saw live. As a as a uh, a live gig, uh, I went and saw. I went. I went and saw uh, Britney Spears live at the MEN Arena in Manchester when I was like 17 or whatever and ironically the the reason that I went was because NSYNC were playing and I was a massive NSYNC fan at the time and I was like ah oh, this would be cool NSYNC's great and I got there <clears throat> and I, I turned up in all my goth regalia like my spiky hair and my white face paint <laughs> and shit thinking I'd be the only person there like dressed like that and I'm not shitting you man like 50% of it was goths like ironically being there for the for the Britney Spears thing Unfortunately, I got into my seat and the, the opening act was I had to sit through half an hour of Aaron Carter just after he'd released Candy Girl or whatever it was, you know, one of these bubblegum pop songs. So take a look back now. At what's Aaron Carter been saying for the last 10 years? He's been accusing his brother and his brother's managers of raping him as a, as a child, of abusing him. Uh, Nick Carter with the Backstreet Boys, right? He's been talking about this for a long, long period of time, and he has been absolutely trounced and trashed in the media for doing it. He's always stuck to the same story. He's always, and also when you look at him, he's a bit like Corey Feldman, and he's in that he's an the obvious product of child abuse. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's very, very clear. Oh, I didn't know all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Shit. So. Um, that's. I'll, I'll send you a link to, to some of it later on. Some of the stuff. No one's willing to like hear him out. Yeah. Everyone's so quickly to be like. No, well, you see, this nuts. is the thing. He's actually been getting a bit of traction recently. This is probably gonna. And I think the reason he was killed is because they would rather get rid of him now than have him speak to Kanye, and have Kanye fucking red pill him on everything. Because if that was gonna happen, <laughs> then you know that that guy's gonna come out in two or three days and be like Kyrie Irving or any of the other people who are supporting Kanye West in what he's saying and so they would rather bump him off they'd, they'd rather he said nothing than actually went and, and but this is the thing about it all it's all interconnected like these are all the the most the when Kanye started having a go about essentially it being Jews that are in control of, of, of the music industry firstly I'll say this one thing that was really funny which is I went and watched uh, the Lex Friedman podcast with Kanye, and I did love it. It was really good, and I I, I agreed with a lot of what Lex was was doing because obviously you've got to push back on this stuff. You've got to you've got to exactly it, yeah. absolutely. But while he was doing the whole time that I was that I had that on my YouTube, and they're talking about Jewish control of rap music and Jewish control of the music industry, 
the next recommended uh, what's Program. it called Th- uh, thing underneath it was Lex Friedman's interview with Rick Rubin right. who's Rick Rubin yeah. you know this is the whole this is the whole thing about it when Kanye was talking about the fact that like there were these seven eight seven or eight people who somehow created this control over his career and were just able to tell him what to do and what not to do because he came out of nowhere yeah yeah absolutely oh yeah 100% I mean, I mean he's talented obviously. yeah yeah like for me it's like this like I see evil can't create so it, it takes yes. people who can create and <laughs> yes. drops it exactly and anyone who can create I feel like you can trust them like Kanye himself, mm-hmm. yeah. He, I mean, he might be a bit messed up and he might be narcissistic, but he's, I think he's, he's doing. A, I think he's got a good heart, and I think he wants to do what's right for himself and his yeah. wife and everyone else, and that's why he's done what he's done. And he's also doing this in public. Ninety percent of us, if we had these same kinds of issues, would just be like, "Jesus Christ, isn't this a little bit? Isn't it? Why? Why? Why is there a Wits and a Baum and a and a Stein like controlling my finances? Is this not an issue?" people would normally keep that shit to themselves he's not he's coming out and saying like the the when you look at like the the fir- the second group of people sorry the second uh person who dropped him was uh, rv uh shit i can't the guy who did caa creative artists agency in uh new york sorry in in oh i don't know i think it's in los angeles if you go and have a look at that that uh, building there's a gigantic pyramid and an eye uh, in the in the garden in front of it. Now, if you look at creative artists and go and, go and look at like the Me Too movement and the Times Up movement, they were all creative artists. People, every single one of them. It's almost like creative artists decided uh, we don't want to pay the rest of these guys what we owe them let's just expose everybody and clean slate and then start you know start all this stuff again and if anyone's quickly wondering if we're if we're being anti-semitic or not we're not right no we're being anti-zionist yes there's nothing wrong with jewish people no not at all they don't let them become scapegoats for the wrongdoings of these people who are basically trying to ruin our lives yeah absolutely there there can be groups of people we can have uh, crazy christians you can have crazy anyone and no one should be shielded um, by a word they use to defend mm-hmm. themselves and I could probably bet a lot of money on it that I'm not a lot of money but <laughs> most of these are converts from the Rhineland during the yeah yeah when, absolutely when, um... I mean it, I mean it really is it's the Ashkenazi um, issue it's the the converts um, and the people who essentially are Talmud following zionists as opposed to torah following orthodox jews yeah and if honestly I, i'd say anyone go watch there's some pretty good youtube videos and documentaries out there that go through like acidic uh, communities in chicago i believe it is uh, yeah and new york yeah, as well and new yeah. york and honestly it's a fast they're fascinating yeah. to watch and it'll give you a better like don't don't fall into the hate that's the problem yeah it's, it's, it's very see easy that's the thing that i've it. that's the one thing that if i if i if i could possibly like sit Kanye down for for a fucking second and just say hey man look 90% of what you're saying here is good it's true you know you you you're just speaking truth to power and they don't fucking like it but you have to be really really careful here because this group of people are using this religion as a cover in the same way that the Wahhabists use Islam as a cover for their terrorism and the same way that the Catholics use Christianity as a cover for what they've been doing like these are not 
orthodox people following a religion and this is and that's where you've got to be really careful because there is a big difference here between the orthodox and the non-orthodox and the heretic the heretical sects of judaism and what we're doing is we're allowing the heretical sects of judaism to be the front face of judaism and it's not and this is and this is the big problem people need to be able to make that distinction and i think to a certain degree Kanye has been told some of this stuff in this way in order for it to be to come across in the way that it's coming across. Yeah. It's it's difficult. It's really difficult because it is like it's it's, it's definitely not a tactical decision by him, I'd, I'd no. say. Like, I I mean the way he he even went like about it on Twitter in the first place was like I was like what the fuck are you doing man like just say the names just say yeah who they are. that I mean that was the one thing that I think Lex Friedman had completely right I think it's this uh, this whole thing of like even when we say Zionists like yes it is true that that is that there is an ideology that is behind this and that is pushing it forward but some I think fall into that by accident yeah sometimes. yeah absolutely and some people be born into it yeah it's there are it's 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 like saying um I don't know like it, like uh, Britain during the colonial age. Mm-hmm. Not all bad. All, not all British people were bad. Oh, of course. The higher powers of Britain at the time. Yeah. Pretty fucking terrible. Yeah. And it's you can't all lump them into one group. You have to kind of look who's at the top of the pyramid and be like, right. So they're standing on everyone else below the pyramid. <laughs> and at a certain point, people have gotten there by standing on the ones below it. Yeah, absolutely. So it's this kind of a point you have to kind of be like, right. So where can we kind of cut it mm-hmm. off? But it's it's such a I mean, that's kind of what the mess we're in, anyway. Like, we can't really find the way out of this. Well, the re- the reason we can't is because we can't talk about it. That's this is the point. this is the in, this is the thing that's that that Kanye has done that is amazing. Like the fact that he's just brought this conversation out into the open. It's been going for years and years and years. It's not it's nothing new, but it is this. It's it's something that needs to be addressed. And I think that when when Lex told him, name the people. Like I say, name the head of creative arts industry, name the head of Def Jam Records, name the head of Adidas, name the head of of the banks that have cancelled you, name all of these things. Because you don't need to say, oh, these people are all this one particular religion. If you say all the names, enough people will turn around and go, hang on a second, hmm, they all seem to be of the same creed people will put two and two together themselves and you won't hang yourself out there as a as a pariah and this is i mean you know he's now on this 30 day uh fast from talking have you seen he's he said he's not going to talk he's not going to say anything and not going to have sex for 30 days um which is probably a good thing to be honest with you because it's you know some time to reflect some time to to step back from things and gather yourself but I do also think that, like, a lot of people who are talking about... If you go and listen to the things Kanye was saying two or three months ago, he was talking about how he wanted out of his contracts and how he thought he was being manipulated by his contracts and how he didn't know how to break them. And he's just... He's just been dropped by everyone. Tupac? I mean, that's... I mean, do you know, that's the thing that really gets me about all of this. Um... That's really weird as well. They always kind of have like I don't know. I don't want to start pointing fingers, but it's very odd how usually it's someone in affiliated with that group usually then fucking like bounces into the spotlight. Like I yeah. want to say Dave Grohl after Kurt Cobain died. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then we've got um, 
Snoop Dogg after uh, Tupac Shakir mm-hmm. died, and it's it's, it's weird because they they were grouped together. They, yeah. they, they were pretty um, influential together. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, after Tupac died, Snoop went fucking to the to the moon, shit. And the funny thing about it is, is that if you I'm not saying like Snoop's involved. I, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, I, again, just, okay. So well, let's weird. well let's think about it. Okay, let's 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 put everything out there. The last album that um, Tupac released was called The Don Caluminati, and it was a. Oh, is that when he's on the cross? Yep. Yeah. Oh, I know that one. And it was all about the Illuminati and powerful white men. I say white again in uh, <laughs> with air quotes over it controlling the the uh the music industry and specifically controlling the rap industry this is where so if you go back to our first podcast i did a i had a fucking like a rant about this where i went off on one and it's all tupac it's like it's not me it's all of this came from you know came from watching what tupac was saying tupac was talking about the fact that in the 1970s and 1980s he had a series of riots after the civil rights movement had had kind of died down, well, not died down, but had kind of been given some of its major requests and had kind of, you know, been been placated to a certain degree, the the Masons and the people in control at the very top, tippy top, not just the Zionists, you know, the 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 the, the communists and all of the different flavors of people who were there as well started getting really really worried about things like the Rodney King situation um, and the LA riots and all of this kind of stuff they were really worried that the a, 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 a newly invigorated young black movement was going to rise up against them and take them down in revenge for what had happened during slavery um, and this is why they they went after the Black Panthers. It's why they went after Malcolm X. Why they went after even MLK, you know. But the way that they did it after, after they assassinated all these people, they what they did was they they wanted to use a divide and conquer tactic, and that divide and conquer tactic ended up being rap music. And it ended up what they did was they they went into rap which was traditionally rap. Yeah, yeah yeah it was traditionally a a slave um uh, music it was it was event you know originally rap music came from talking in code in the fields so that the slave masters couldn't understand what you were saying this is where you know it's where it all came Copy from sort of yeah absolutely yeah. and so they turned this genuine black art form against the black population and created gangster rap and then they created the east coast rap and the west coast rap and they set them off against each other and so in this really really kind of particular moment in time where had black people wanted to raise up against you know the injustices of the past that would have been the time to do it and that was the point at which rick rubin and a group of very old white jewish men walked into (laughs) start you know used their money and used their influence to create these record labels which pushed this conflict within the black youth movement and and tupac was talking about nwa doesn't it yeah and like ice cube put a really weird video out recently about the gravy gravy. he called it the gravy train yeah and i was like what are you on about man like just tell me and i don't know i'm kind of hoping that kanye what's kanye's done now is kind of going to give other people this kind of like well, he's fucking right. Yeah, yeah. Like, people get some balls, you know. Like, I think it will. 
I hope, I hope, I hope it's, the, I hope it's the, um, the spark that starts yeah. the inferno. And the thing is, as well, is that, like, what you have to remember is that people like... Like Snoop Dogg, for example. Um, The difference between Kanye West and Snoop Dogg, they believe the same stuff. If you go and look at uh, when Louis Farrakhan was was, uh, defamed by the... Well, not defamed, but when he was pointed out by the ADL as being a gigantic anti-Semite, because Louis Farrakhan is one of these black Hebrew-Israelite people who believes that the white man is literally the devil and that everyone used to be black. And, you know, know, now, I don't believe that. I think it's a fucking stupid political belief, but I do think he has a right to have it if he wants to. For a little bit, I, I I, I kind of balanced the idea that white people were kind of like... No, it's going to sound really like, oh yeah, we're white saviors. It's not. <laughs> Maybe I really think we are the white devil. But it was, it was the idea that I believed that all humans might have been pygmy at one point. Yeah, could like, be. The watches came down, fucked some mm. fucking monkeys, yeah, and then made offspring humans. So like that's where we have like the all the different races, yeah. and like we're all different for different sects of these um, watches. And I was like, that's ridiculous. Don't know. Like I'll go back to Darwinism. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's. I feel like we've been played with. 100%. Yes, there is. Like, that's the issue. There is the. Uh, I can't. I can't remember exactly which one it is, but there is the the fusing between the two chromosomes in human DNA, and that doesn't happen naturally. Like it, we've never, or at least we've never seen it happen naturally. The only the only ever time that we've seen that happen is when we've genetically fucked about with with genes. And so that would suggest that the reason why that's that marker is there in our genome is because we've been fucked with. And again, you also have to then go back to the fact that this is what every single ancient culture is talking about, you know. Yeah, adventures is just kind of being like made from clay or yeah. being brought from the earth. And it's like, what do you mean by that? Like, stop talking in riddle. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the fucking manual? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean again this is all how this is these are all just these are methods of control it's like i say the um the the they will allow the black hebrew israelite movement to exist because it's kind of crazy and it kind of you know it's it's i think they're right though i think i think um some of them were israelites like you look at oh the moors and everything have been around for yeah like yeah i agree like um they had the book of enoch mm mm-hmm. mhm and uh, they, they, I mean, supposedly they protect the Ark oh, the Ark of the Covenant. Yes, yes, you're and, right. Like it's sort of like the real Israel. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I'm not an again, this so is. I can't say anything. You see, this is this is where the, the the problem comes in here, because of the extremely insular nature of the Ashkenazis so the Ashkenazis uh, you know about five ten years ago some point in the last 15 years there was a um, a, a a paper done that basically showed that um, like something like 98% of Ashkenazis when tested had no Semitic blood it was all white European blood you know who does Palestinians. I, I'm, and this is a, this is the point because this is the thing they've it's purposefully been messed with. It's purposefully been you know like the idea that if you support the Palestinians in in Palestine, 
they call it anti-Semitic, when in fact that's pro-Semitic, you know? It's it's inverted. This is this is how like Luciferianism and Satanism works. And because of the fact that you're not allowed to speak about this, like when like I can remember like a couple of years ago when Robert Seffer was releasing all of his stuff about because he wrote the book um, Redemption Through Sin, sixteen sixty six. About Zorias. Yeah, about Sabbat Zevi. Yeah, about the sorry. about the um Essentially, when they, uh, the, oh, the, the Jews believed that the Messiah had come, and from that, yeah, or the Zionists, sorry. So, even when he first put those out, I loved Robert Seffer at the time, and I was kind of looking at that stuff going, like, geez, he's going to, he's getting a bit close to the knuckle here, isn't it? But then you actually look at the research he's put together and you look at, look at all of it, and it's like, oh, right, okay, so that's actually, there is, there is some truth to that. So, it's almost as if the Zionists have literally gone after and defamed any claim at being the original true I, true Israelites because that's what they want to be seen as and it's you know it, the Catholics did did very much the same with how they they monopolized early Christianity whereas actually when you look at early Christianity with the Essenes and all these different cults completely different completely it's different Buddhism than anything else like, yeah absolutely or, or like, like Gnosticism itself is like way out there yeah and, it, and to me gnosticism is kind of i feel that's more close to the original christianity like we'll ever get yeah you definitely know, like, definitely i remember sitting in bed once you know when you just kind of sat there and you're like you're awake all night and your brain's like all right let's 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 do some thinking boys <laughs> and i got to the idea that like so i mean the bible's been edited 100 percent. yeah we know that from the council of nicaea when they were like oh, yeah, let's just go fuck with this shit. <laughs> so let's take what they love and ruin it like they do with everyone else but um I was like, it talks about Christ going into the desert for 40 days, was it? Yeah. Yeah, 40 days. And there he he battles with temptation. Yes. And he battles with the devil, and then he's trying to sell him the earth. Mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking, what was, like, even with Buddhism, it talks about the Buddha sitting beneath a, a date tree, I think it was. Yes. Yep. Or a fig tree, one of those. And he's basically meditating, and in a way, he's fasting. He eats, I think it's like a seed yeah. a day or something like that. And I was thinking, like, maybe the way to enlightenment is just fasting in a way that like you don't have any desires so you eat when your body needs to eat you sleep when your body needs to sleep and you do anything only when your body absolutely requires it Mm. and instead you are there meditating and being self and mind and in a way let's say like the archons are parasites in Gnosticism, they got this thing. What was it? They latch onto emotion. So every single emotion you have, they can feed off. They feed off love. They feed off anger. They feed off hate and all these other things. And like you look at the deadly sins, yeah, they're all associated with desires and yeah. des- uh, like needs. Mm-hmm. So you like you know you got like sloth. You're just gonna be lazy. You've got like that. That's like you know that's sort of like a. Um, it's like a comfort emotion in a weird yeah. way. You just kind of, oh, I'm just going to sit around. And you've got, like, lust and all that. And, like, these are things that kind of gives you this weird spiritual... Like, you know when they, like... When you're about to nut, yeah? You're like, yeah. holy shit! Yeah, yeah. I see or, what you mean. Yeah, yeah. you got these invisible leeches latching onto yeah. you, like, eating it and eating it and eating it and draving your life force away. So what happens if you could starve them? Like, like imagine cutting off the blood supply to a leech. It'd just yeah. fall off. And if you got to a point, like, it's I, I think believes the Buddha when the Buddha um, um, achieved enlightenment. Apparently, he was like emotionless. Like he'd look yeah. at people, he'd understand them. He he, he was who he was. Mm. 
but he wasn't led by emotion. Yeah, he had no emotion. He 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 just looked through people in a weird way, and I, and a part of me was like, one of that is the way. Like just do like a forty day fast, eat only when you're required, do what your body wants and what it ne what it needs. Sorry, not what it wants. And the like the idea of just overcoming absolute desire, because you think like we are stuck here through wants. You always want yeah, things, yeah. and every day you wake up, oh, I want a beer, oh, I want a joint, oh, I want, you know, this and that. Well, but if you cut all that away, it's sort of like, when people talk about no, not November, the idea it's going to be <laughs> That was literally just what I was going to point, yeah, this is what I was going to talk well, about. Imagine you could do that with all the other emotions. Yeah. There's no anger, you're just mindful of yourself for 40 days or something like that. And I was like, how the fuck would I do that in the modern world, though? Because I'd have to have a cabin somewhere where I have got nothing else, and I'd have to go live in a forest for 30 days like a nut job. I think that's the point, though, to a certain degree. It's I like, it's this idea it, that... Um, so, yeah, I'm completely with you on that. I think that, like, like it's funny, I was listening... I can't remember who I was listening to. It's talking about the idea that demons are not um, like these supernatural forces that we think, you know, that are in alternate dimensions and stuff like that. But they're microbes and they're, they're viruses and, and they're things that cause us to crave shit that we normally wouldn't have, you know, or things that create um, imbalances in, like, in things like emotion and all of this kind of stuff. I think that, like... The, I, the fact that something like No Nut November at this point in time is gaining the kind of traction it has, I think is because, is this. Like, this is, we live in this society at the moment where even if you're not a Buddhist, even if you didn't, even if you didn't believe in any of that, you still have to accept and understand that the, the, the super heightened level of materialism and consumerism that we live in isn't good for us at all we are literally having our base urges catered to in an in an almost we're gonna end up like there's people from wally yeah I'm, well i think this is this is the thing i think this is what people like so there's that there's that meme that like when boobs were harder to see men worked harder to create things and I you think, want to see boobs. Yeah, yeah I, and, and I think that this is a, this is, there's, there's some truth to this. There's some kind of, the, 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 there is a, there's a dance that goes on between men being lustful for women and women kind of like um, being protective of their sexuality and not flaunting it and not using it as a, as a, as a tool to get what they want. It, it's not it can't go um one way if you know what i mean we we can't go to to women now after all of this sexual liberation has happened and say hey you should get off only fans you shouldn't be exploiting male lust and exploiting male uh biology which is looking for and Stop seeking out all this yeah exactly but there's no point to it, we can't do that on the one side with women without going to men yeah. and saying men what the fuck are you doing stop simping for these fucking only fans like cam whores what is going on like <laughs> do you know what i mean stop watching free porn all the time like stop I used to use my imagination i mean this dude i think people don't have it anymore the I amount of people to think what boobs look like. yeah the amount of people who can't who don't have a 
internal monologue anymore, who can't visualise pictures in their head. This is why. This is this is the reason why it's all happening. It's because they're not engaging any of that anymore. They don't have to imagine anything. It's all just handed straight to them. Even in terms of like their 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 comic book loves you know and all that kind of stuff it's all just there it's all it's it's all immediate gratification no work for anything and if you can't be immediately gratified then you just give up on what you do it's i never knew there was that that aphantasia i think it's called the idea you can't see things yeah yeah it's scary when you think about it yeah sounds got it (laughs) I mean, I, I, I had no idea it existed. And like, for me, I can like, in my head, I can visualize myself yeah. standing out of my body, mm-hmm. looking back at myself and going for a walk. And I can visualize yeah. the entire journey. It starts to hurt after a while. <laughs> but the well, truth, the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that how much of that, so how much of something like astral projection, how much of something like an out of body experience is there because you're capable of imagining it? Like maybe the like this is probably the reason why the people who have these have more of an imagination and more of an overactive imagination are able to. The weird synchronicity going on. Go on, because me and Sam before we were discussing the imagination for children and why. Yeah. Children have imaginary friends and how. Yeah. Sometimes, like a friend of mine when I was growing up, he had an imaginary friend called Jeffrey. Yeah. And he was an old man. But I was like, what? And he'd show him things, yeah? He'd have foreign conversations with this yeah. man. And he'd, he'd show him things that he never knew how to do. And his mum would come in and berate him for doing it. But, like, how did he know how to do yeah. that? Like, he'd, like, toggling with the gas and, like, turning the heating on for the house. How the fuck can a child do yeah, that man. without ever being shown it? And it's... I kind of feel like children are connected to something on a different level. Like, when I was younger, I had a, I, there's a dream I can remember vividly. And I got that mid-journey bot to kind of visualize yeah yeah it's something that stuck with me my entire life and i was about six or seven at my knees, and i remember going to sleep and then waking up and i'm like okay so i was like i'm going for there I, I was thirsty i was having a glass of water went down the stairs and i noticed that there was like a light on in the kitchen but it wasn't normal it was like a purple light mm. and as i kind of came around the corner of this stairway and turned towards like the, the hallway of the kitchen is the kitchen was like a kaleidoscope and it was moving like 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 the background was like a purple kaleidoscope moving but it was like an inside of a victorian greenhouse and in the middle there was like an alabaster bust of a woman and it kind of like felt like i was being drawn like pulled yeah. towards it and as i got close to it it like suddenly comes alive and looks at me this woman and she's like i can't even describe it like i've seen her again on a trip yeah she's like I don't know it's like color came to me by seeing it and it was like a, i don't know like the most beautiful woman ever mm-hmm. sorry sam <laughs> but, like, it was sam child, then obviously as a child i was like i was like drawn like yeah. it felt motherly to me and it said something and i woke up and i was like shit i wasn't like shit now i'm like shit because i can't i don't know what she was gonna say yeah it, it kind of bothers me and i can remember it so vividly and this was like 25 years ago I mean, I think that there is a lot to be said. Again, you've got to... If you look back in the Nordic traditions, and not even just the Nordic traditions, even a lot of the North African ones and stuff like this, a lot of it revolves around ancestor worship and about the idea that, you know, you are... You are the sum part of your ancestry and that you're, that's not a... 
that's not a, a a trivial thing to say that is you are literally your the 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 same atoms the same you know the shit reliving another life as and go on. let's make a formal apology a public apology go to on. my ancestors i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's all right they're happy with you doing this shit so it's all good man it's it's i lost the path yeah yeah it's it's this i'm in is, a field you know, in a bog <laughs> i i also must apologize to my ancestors i i did I did tell my nan that I wouldn't smoke when I was younger, <laughs> and uh, she died when I was about ten. And yeah, I must have—I've smoked fucking heavily since that point. <laughs> so you know, what can you say? But I do think, yeah, there's definitely something to be said for the idea that um, the 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 veil is thinner with children, and that because they haven't been programmed into believing all of this stuff is imagination and believing that it's that you know you must focus 100 percent on the 3d realm on the physical realm and you're not allowed to to do you know play has been almost wiped out of 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 like modern montessori's and and things like this Child, you can take little like plastic army men and you can make an entire world and gee, oh yeah that is real yeah 100 like, like, like i remember playing with action men when i was a kid and like had full-on stories going yeah. on and it was real to me and looking back at that i feel it's ridiculous but maybe i'm wrong maybe it wasn't ridiculous maybe they were real and that's what gods are they're creative people who i don't want yeah. actually i don't want to say that i'm like we're gods because i might get smited <laughs> conceptually yeah i think it's ar- it's archetypes i think this is this is this is what we're what we're kind of looking at is that like i had a um well i used to live with a friend of mine for about six months who had a young girl uh, about about 12 months about, about six months to a to a year old <clears throat> and she would constantly talk about seeing her granddad and her granddad was dead but she would constantly she'd be say she'd be in her bedroom and you would walk past and she'd be talking to him having full-on conversations with him and that and she'd never met him but when she saw his picture on the mantelpiece, when she was old enough to see to to see over the mantelpiece and see the picture, she would point him out and say, "That's my, that's that's granddad, that's my imaginary friend. I've, I see him and all this." And this freaked the absolute fuck out of my friend who I was living with. Uh, she was she was just like, I'm, "I really don't know how to deal with this because like she keeps seeing him and she keeps talking about him." And I don't know whether or not to affirm it. If you, do you know what I mean? It's like I don't know whether or not to say to her, "Oh, that's imaginary. That's not real," or whether to say, "Yeah, that's your granddad." You know, that's. that's... Yes, though, you could be like, for you to reaffirm it to yourself, you could be like, ask him what he bought me for my birthday yeah. and this year, way before. And if that child turns around and goes, "Yeah, it was like a, a red jumper," you go, like, "Oh shit!" Like, I think that was a good way to test that stuff. But then also then you have the question of is it actually ancestors or is it like guardian archons. spirits or archons exactly you see this is the thing I mean, jesus tells us to test the spirit yeah i'm not sure how he didn't tell us how to do it he just told us to do it i think it's very much like it's it's um to draw because evil can't create yeah yeah definitely yeah ask it to make a whole season of rings of power and see whether or not it's shit and if it's shit <laughs> then it's evil yeah but yeah, I think it is like it's it's um, we definitely like if you go and if you look at this, like I, we've spoken a lot about Ru- Rudolf Steiner here. If you go and look at the Steiner schools, uh, like the Montessori's and um, the, the the school system that he's put up, it's it's all about embracing this stuff and basically, you know, 
as opposed to having hardcore education it's like it's te- it's letting kids learn through play and all of that and I think that's really important yeah absolutely well i think that i think the re- again where does our schooling system come from well it comes from the rockefellers essentially it comes from 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 jp morgan and the rockefellers who decided the the yeah factories. they decided this is how much this is exactly how much information and education we want to give people we want to give them just enough so that they can work the machines but just too little for them to genuinely really kind of understand how hard they're being fucked and this is this is what we've had now for years and years and it's not gotten any better it's still doing exactly the same thing it's just it's teaching people to parrot back the information that they've been told it's not a it's not a test of logic it's not a test of reason it's a test of memory and so this is this is why we're now in a situation where we've had like 150 years of this kind of schooling system and it's completely destroyed any level of spirituality at all in any <laughs> do you know what i mean people now people can't even conceptualize exactly they know what it's all about. exactly it's like um my last trip i i mean it was a doozy that's for sure <laughs> but I, I had a moment where i was just sat downstairs and i was sat on the coffee table and i was just kind of Kind of sat in like the David the Thinker pose. Yeah. Just kind of sat there pondering. <laughs> not and with your bollocks out, hopefully. Not with bollocks out. All right, out. okay. No, no, it's cold, right. It's cold, right. <laughs> <laughs> But I just kind of sat there and I was... I don't know. It was... I felt like I had the presence of God. Like, I felt like I'd been touched. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's no way... Sure, I know, yeah. I know. There's no way you can say this shit without... Yeah. I know. It's just... It's the weirdest tingly feeling you ever get. It's 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 odd, and to me, that's the closest thing I can kind of attribute to the whole spirit. Yeah. Like, like the feeling of it, and some people don't know what it is. It's always like if you listen to really good music. I guess this is good. If you listen to a really good song, and it kind of gets your hairs to tingle a bit. Yeah. And you feel like you feel this like energy shoot up your spine into the back of your neck. It's sort of that, and people like don't feel it or they don't realize they're feeling it and that's kind of what it is it's like the armor of god in a weird way to put it in a really soppy way it's this once you kind of feel it you're like no i'm not scared of this i'm not scared of you i'm not scared of any of this yeah like you can kill me but i know my spirit is eternal yeah like suck my balls i will be back i mean this is why i genuinely believe that 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 psychedelics were were maligned to the extent that they were because it's this thing of you you begin to god how to explain it you the one thing psychedelics will do is they'll they'll destroy your fear of death and the reason yeah the reason that they'll do that is because this unenglishable feeling that you know and that i know because we've both been there and anybody else who's listening to this who's taken psychedelics to any to any degree will understand it's this what you can only describe is this feeling of oneness, this feeling of complete understanding. I am this. Yes, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of of there is no time, there is no future, there is no past. Everything is only, in yeah. the moment, yeah. right now. And and most people, when they feel this, they come down off off the trip and they forget it all. And it takes them months and months, maybe even years, sometimes, for them to be able to go back into the back over the that trip and and figure out what was being said to them and figure out how to get to that point but just the knowledge that it exists is enough 90 percent of the time with most people to destroy the fear of death and once you've destroyed the fear of death 
can't be controlled. You can't be controlled, exactly. Because if, if, if you just think, even if just on a conceptual level, you think to yourself, the way that I do, like I don't, I don't have any particular belief about an afterlife. I have you know it changes on day to day on a day to day basis sometimes really i believe in yeah yeah at the same time i don't want, I'm, not, I'm in no rush to get there yeah exactly but at the same but at the same time i know there is something more i know for a fact that my brain can leave my body and that my consciousness sorry i mean can leave my body and can be completely discarnate and completely away from me and somewhere else so that means when somebody switches this body off i already know that my it's not going to switch my consciousness off it's going to carry on going and this kind of stuff when you when you have generations of people growing up with this as an understanding they can't be controlled under any circumstances this is why someone like gandhi was able to turn around to all of his people and say don't fight just sit down that's all you need to do and suddenly, within a day, you'll realise they'll go from getting ang- being angry at you for sitting down to desperately trying to get you to stand back up and work the machines again. And that's when you have power. And if you're scared that you're going to get shot and you give up, then you'll lose. But if you're, if you're scared that you're going to get shot, but safe in the knowledge that that's not the end of your existence and that my sacrifice now exactly ensures that my next life is yeah. a better life this is it man this is this is the reason why all of this stuff has been think of it like avatar ang yeah the last the, the, the airbender thingy i remember watching that and i was thinking Huh, that's, that's a bit weird. The idea of I've just, spirit jumped into the next body, yep. and I'm just the same motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I just don't remember my past life, and it's a completely different version of me. But it's yeah. me, and I think, yeah, I think if more people kind of thought or kind of adapted that concept that like reincarnation, if it is it a trap, I don't know. But at the same time, why does it have to be bad? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly, you know, like, like, exactly. You know? In the end, this place is here. Like we have we have incarnated here for some reason we may not know what that reason is but we're here so it's you know it's like honestly i feel like there's a divine plan and no one knows it except the creator itself yeah creation the point of creation Mm -hmm. itself like if you believe in the demiurge okay but he exists because creation itself allows him to exist so there is some divine plan in play that no one knows except creation itself yeah and it's like i'm here (laughs) <laughs> I get, I, I like, there's nothing else I can really do. But the thing is, like, like, so when we first started this podcast, like, yeah, you were pretty black pilled about shit. Like, you were fairly yeah. kind of, you know, I was down in the dumps. Yeah. I remember asking you it, and I was like, "How do you do it, man? Like, how do you kind of sit there and think about this stuff and not go nuts from it?" You see, this is the Bill Hicks thing. This is the just remember it's a ride, man. Like, it's because it's this is it. It's the people don't realize how how powerful that mindset is and how how this is how you you stand in your own power this is how you actually you know you be a sovereign human being and a sovereign individual unto yourself and you don't worry about whether or not you know the government's going to give you what you want or any of this kinds of stuff these this is this is a, a an art form that has been lost 
in our modern generation and it's been purposefully lost you know they want people constantly afraid of death and we are so i mean god look at covid we've literally just gone through this whole situation where they the manipulate people yeah exactly like possibility yeah what is it like a 90 99.7 percent chance of survival yeah and people literally were willing to close down everything and, and destroy small business, destroy freedoms, destroy liberties. This is how, like, uh, you know, how deathly afraid of death people are, and it's and it's the most easily controllable situation for any kind of elite because all you have to do is point and go, shit, that'll kill you. Shit, that'll kill you. Shit, don't worry, I'll 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 keep you safe. And this is, I mean, this is what's happening. It's so simple when it when you boil it down to its basics that's kind of why that's kind of how that's how to me it's it's demoralizing because if this was some massive great big construct that is you know takes a million different moving parts to make it work together and to keep everyone brainwashed then okay fair enough but it's not it's super 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 fucking simple and people just fall for it it's you know like what are you afraid of right you've already come from nothing yeah you can't come back exactly i'll be back one day like the concept of infinite means like if the universe is infinite that means there's infinite possibilities that means like you put a you know an infinite amount of chimps in a room yeah. with a tie rail, they'll write Shakespeare. Absolutely. Not once, but an infinite amount of times. Yeah. Because that's how long infinite is. There is, it's, you can't conceptualize it. Yeah? There's only a limited amount of um, arrangements, atoms yeah. you can really form. So you'll be back. Well, like, that's, I mean, it, not even, it. not even that you'll be back, but also that if you take the idea that the universe is infinite and the universe is also fractal, then and you you keep in mind the idea that there's only a certain number of expressions of atomic material and all of this kind of stuff that can actually exist then somewhere else in this universe there's you doing exactly this right now somewhere else like it doesn't have to be alternate universes if this universe is is infinite and fractal then how do i know that my how do i know whether or not my my consciousness is just a one aspect of this consciousness and like there's fucking an infinite number of me doing an infinite number of these things in this universe right now in different configurations of situation and different configurations of atom but I, it's still my consciousness and i'm just not connected to it so i don't realize it's there the quantum of immortality as well yeah where it's like you know you're gonna shoot me with your gun jams every yeah. time you do it jams what are the chances pretty fucking high but they're pretty fucking slim, but huh, there you go. I'm just mm-hmm. jumping humans. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's it's funny how many TV shows are getting into all of this now, into parallel universes and uh, all of that kind of stuff. Um, I've just watched that War of the Worlds. I need to watch it. Thing. It's good. Yeah, oh, you need to watch what? Sorry. V. Oh, V's amazing. Oh, I was debating it the other day with um, the missus. But... It depends. Are you like? Are you a fan of like the old British like drama sci-fi stuff? I can, I can watch. I can watch camp stuff. Yeah, so, yeah I can. Watch I wouldn't. Stuff. I mean, not even not even really camp. It's like it's just like if you go back to like seventies British sci-fi, it was fucking amazing. Like like programs oh, like, like Children writing. of the Stones. Yeah, it yeah, was okay. really 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 good. 
like it was very much. I mean like the original Battlestar Galactica and all that kind of I stuff I like that I like yeah. that that's right yeah I probably like it then um, but V is like uh, it's weird I mean I it's one of those things that when you look at it it's like you, you look at it and you, and you go what 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 was the person who wrote this trying to say you know because it's like it's too blatant for it to be oh well yeah it's literally reptilians and stuff like that um but it is like it's 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 i mean it's literally it's david ike's reptilian thing he got banned from uh, yeah from the eu yeah yeah, well again this is it i mean again it's like how dangerous can a man talking about reptilians be unless there's actual reptilians well you see the funny thing about yeah, <laughs> I mean, firstly, the reptilian thing is either ridiculous or it's real. I think it's bit, I think it's a bit of both. I think that the um, so if if you get why, like, do you know what? Do you know why David like says all that stuff? Well, I've listened to some of his talks, and sometimes it's about the archons, and sometimes yeah. it's about like these cold, manipulative, like sociopaths who are basically like reptiles. Yeah, in, in, in like emotional. So. So this is where the this is where I always took that idea. Like I've I love David Icke. I like genuinely I I know there may be, you know he may have been compromised, he may have been brought into the intelligence fold as opposed to being killed off. Who knows? You know, he's he's how he's still alive saying what he's been saying for the last 30 years is is beyond my comprehension. I have no idea. Either Chester exactly like, i mean again it's like like an alex jones kind of thing where it's like i think the the, the truth of the matter is he's too famous to, to die to be killed i think it's he's one of those people who if you killed him off like die like a martyr yeah, sort of thing, yeah absolutely you're going to make him more powerful but the funny thing about it is is that the reason david ike believes all that stuff is because he went to um he went to the zulu tribe and the indigenous wisdom keeper of the Zulu tribe is a guy called Credo Mutwa. And this is a guy who's passed on the oral traditions of this tribe for hundreds of years, you know, well, thousands of years. They've never been written down. They are memorized by the by the wisdom keeper, and then he holds on to them until he, you know, makes another wisdom keeper, and then it this is how this information is generationally passed down. So when David Icke went and met with Credo Credo Mutua, he 100% was like, oh yeah, our gods were reptilians. Like, 100%. They were called the, uh, oh god damn, the Chitauri. And you'll probably um, recognise that name because it's the name of the reptilian uh, invaders in the first Avengers movie. They completely fucking ripped that off David Icke. Like, absolutely 100%. And didn't they even spelled it the same way and they didn't give him any they didn't give him or credo mutua any uh, recognition for that at all so that's another reason to be fucking pissed off at marvel but this is what he said he was he was like yeah absolutely 100 percent the 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 zep the zep tepi in the original gods of egypt and the original Af- north african and, and and central african gods were reptilians and this all fit in with what david ike had already been researching so you kind of have to look at it and go all right well do you not do you believe david ike but do you believe credo mutua do you believe this this ancient wisdom tradition but i think even if that's not true and even if like the idea of actual physical shape-shifting reptilians isn't true which it might not be 
it still makes sense in terms of talking about the psychopathic elite because that is literally what's happening they are it's the amygdala it's they are 100 percent in rep in what you would call reptilian brain the very beginning of the brainstem which is the first part of the brainstem to to evolve to uh, sorry to grow when you're a, a fetus and it and it governs the fight or flight and mechanism the four f's uh, fighting <laughs> fleeing food and mating the four f's and this is this is what it is i think these i think it's you don't even necessarily even have to go that far as to say these are reptilian people you can just say these are people who are absolutely governed by the reptilian cortex of their brain and i think that's that i think that's true i think that's more of a yeah yeah, yeah i'd agree with that but yeah, so now he's been banned from the EU. Why was he banned? Why exactly was he banned from the EU? What was it he said? Well, uh, his, his son tweeted out something about him being like a level three terrorist threat, <laughs> which is fucking <laughs> hilarious, honestly. If if you talking about reptiles, yeah, makes you a terrorist. I mean, he did. He was the first person uh, out of everyone who got banned for what they would call COVID misinformation. Because he was the first guy who came out and started talking about um, 5G being like the cause of respiratory problems and that that may be contributing to why there are so many people getting fucked over with COVID. Um, And I think, and again, I think that the problem with David Icke is that he keeps ingratiating himself into mainstream culture. Like he, he, like Alex Jones has has the what's it called the uh, has the know how to stay out of the mainstream. He doesn't try and infiltrate it. He doesn't try and become a part of it. He doesn't try and you know um, what's the word uh, placate it at all. Whereas every now and then, David Icke will say something, especially now with with the new king being around and all this you know he doesn't oh, yeah. he doesn't just have to talk about fucking elizabeth anymore he can now talk about charles as well and i think that like all of this is to stop him from being able to tour and being able because he sells out arenas like he sells out wembley every year when he plays it so there's no denying how how big his reach is and i think all of this is yeah it's 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 like the kanye thing it's like you are a person who is saying things that are unconscionable to us and that we don't want out in public. So, you know, you now have David Icke, you have Alex Jones, and you have Kanye West. These are essentially three of the most highly influential conspiracists and alternative researchers and thinkers that are now just being wiped off all of these platforms. You know? And it's all fucking so that Klaus Schwab can have a monopoly on <laughs> what's said. Changing topic a little. Did you see that uh, Messiah thing I, I sent you? That mm. Messiah is here. And yeah. they're, they're apparently going to unveil the Messiah soon. Which, if, if, we, if we're going by Islam and uh, Christianity, he's not the Messiah. Yeah. He's a very naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> I think they call him the Dajjal. Dajjal, the Dajjal, yes. yes. The Dajjal is the um, the the, the Muslim Antichrist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, a, a reptilian thing. There's there's a there's a series of videos. Um, there's about forty of them that are on YouTube, and I don't know if they're still there. But it's called. I find that I'm a reptilian. Really, I just forgot how to shapeshift. I mean, what was it? White people are reptilians. 
I think I uh, you know, don't fucking hell. Kanye, if you're listening to this <laughs> and Minister Farrakhan and Snoop Dogg, he didn't mean that. Please don't come after us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, um uh, oh I've just fucking forgot. What did you change the subject to there? Shit, what did I change the subject to? Uh the Messiah. Oh the Messiah, yeah. Oh right, well. But again, I mean so this is a thing. So they got the red heifers lined up. Yeah, well, this is that was the thing I was going to send you back when you sent me that as a as a as a uh, thing. The first thing I was going to send you back was: Do you realise that the Texas that Texas has purposefully um, excuse me has purposefully uh, created? I think it's twelve red heifers, and they're now sending them over there. So again, this is the thing about Zionism, and this is this weird prophetic kind of well prophecy that they're following the building of the third temple you know the coming of the messiah uh, the end of the world then followed by however many years of grace uh, and all this kind of stuff if if people don't know about that then everything that's going on in the world like must just easy yeah like it's it's in the news because those who know it's coming yeah see it whether it brings the end of the world, we don't know. But the problem is, is people. It doesn't matter if it's all real or nice. Someone's a religious zealot makes them no less dangerous than they they are. Mm-hmm. It's like if a guy shows up with a gun, and you're like, oh, I see you're a, a religious extremist. Well, I don't believe in religion. <laughs> yeah. You're still gonna get fucking yes. shot. So if these people yeah. who are religious zealots, um, I fuck, I have two words together then, religious <laughs> zealots, yeah believe that if they fuck about and force the hand of God because they believe this is real yeah 100% it's gonna fuck you over no matter what you believe yeah. like they're not, it's even worse than that they think they're helping you they think that they're going to help you they're going to usher you into an eternal life they think that what they're doing is bringing, bringing an end to this demiurge fucking controlled hell on earth and they're going to bring everything back this is the big problem with it and also it's not just Again, we've also got to be very, very clear here. It isn't just Zionists. It's also, there is a huge contingent of what's known as Christian Zionists in the United States. And these are people who um, are Christians and don't believe in Judaism, but their prophecy for the end times um, requires the Judaic prophecy to happen. So, you know, this is what, the revelation of saint john is and all this kinds of stuff so you have these two groups at the moment where you have this what, what are called christian zionists and then there's the 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 jewish zionists who are also work they're, they're both working towards this plan this is why if you look at the 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 group in texas that's built the that's created the red heifers it's a christian movement that's done it is this why the city in the Matrix, outside the actual Matrix itself, is called Zion? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Zion's one of those things that it's everywhere. Like, once you realise it's a prophetic kind of signal and something that is that is out there as a, as a you know, as a, a, uh, a piece of predictive programming that they want to bring into fruition, you'll begin to see it absolutely everywhere. It's, uh, go on. Another movie where we're on like Gnostic movies. You ever seen Dark City? No, that is right. That is a movie I'm ashamed of not seeing. Like the amount of times I've sat down with a fucking joint and thought, 
I am going to sit and watch Dark City. I watched that stoned as fuck. Yeah? I, my whole mind was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I hear really good things about it. Like, like the like, end, you're like, what? Like, genuinely blew my mind. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is Matrix. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a Gnostic movie. Yeah, yeah. They're in a control Like the ghost in the shell is as well. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, um... Again, like this is this is the this is the way that all of this stuff has done has been done. So They've... Zion, like, supposed to be the city outside of the Matrix. Is that the idea? Is it like it's, it's, it's the Promised Land? Yes, it's the Promised Land. Yeah. Okay. This is it. The the uh, the rivers of Babylon, where we sat down and we wept when we thought of Zion. This is yeah. This is what all of this is about. It's it's. <laughs> I hope they're right. <laughs> I mean, you know. You see, the problem with it all is is that it's it's the promise of something that's. You know, it's it's every religion does this. Every yeah, single religion, like a man. Camel for a needle. Yeah, <laughs> it's this. It's it's this. Just do this. Just do these few things that we prescribe for you to do, and then utopia is off there in the distance somewhere. This is how all of this works, and it's how it all it's all worked in there. This is why, like, it's again. I've 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 just put two groups of people forward that are pushing this. There's the there's the Jewish Zionists and there's the Christian Zionists. Well, there's also another th- massive third group that's pushing it, and that's Freemasons. And the Freemasons are just left-hand Kabbalists. That's all they are. Freema- Freemasonry is Kabbalistic Judaism. That's it. It's there's nothing else to it. It's 100%, you know, anybody, any Freemason oh, listening to this, anyone lies. else, like, fucking change my mind on this stuff. This is absolutely what it is. You could go through the Kabbalah here and find shit that's like... Yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't realise you had a copy of the Kabbalah right there. Fucking hell, there you go. <laughs> but this is the thing. This is what it is. The Kabbalah is a is a, a mystical sect of Judaism that is considered heretical and is outside of the norm in the same way that the Sufis are a mystical sect of Islam that is outside of the norm and is not considered part of this this particular religion. And this is how this is how you have all of these essentially secular people going along with what is a a religious uh, idea because you know if you're not if you can't be captured into this through Christianity if you can't be captured into it through Islam if you can't be captured into it through Judaism then you get captured into it through Freemasonry where they'll just they'll do all you have to do all of the same rituals and all of the same stuff but they'll just be like ah oh, yeah it's not a religion don't worry all you have to do is believe in in a grand architect of the universe and really you only have to have a nominal belief or you have to just say yes when we ask you if you believe in it you know so it's this entire it's a club that allows you access into this higher elite thing without actually being you know the the, the chosen people it's judaism for guys essentially and you know right so i found that list that Kanye had you know when he's trying to show him that little like uh, list of people oh right yeah yeah so i found it i was going through it and george lucas is on it and i yeah. misread goy as gay and i was like, <laughs> and I was like what's him being gay, I don't think he's gay. He's got a wife. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and my mate was like, "No, no, read it again." Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, again, so the way that you would normally find these kinds of people are um, by their names. So George Lucas, Lucas obviously is Lucius Lucifer. It's a it's a thing about the light bringer, you know. And what's he doing? He's talking about the Force, which is essentially this magical ether, which is what the Kabbalah is talking about, and all this. The monomyth. Absolutely. Like he's and again and and. You noticed how much in mythology there's a magic sword. 
right? Yeah, yeah, the Excalibur like the sword, kind of thing. The sword yeah. of light from I think it's uh, Irish mythology. They got the sword of light. Yes. They've yeah. They've got. Um... Oh man, I fucking <laughs> examples here. That's a terrible <laughs> <idea>. <laughs> You can Google them if you but, want. Super quick. Um, Methuselah has a yep. flaming sword, doesn't mm-hmm. he? I believe, and there's the flaming sword that guards the Garden of Eden, which is an ancient, oh yeah, of course, yes, it's you're a right. Sentient flaming sword yeah. that can see all ways and block all ways and attack all ways, and it's like, so all we got to do is find a magic sword. Yeah, magic flaming sword <laughs> that can see everything. Yeah, it's mm, like Lionel. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> I can live out my childhood fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> Soul of Flame, give me sight beyond sight. Yeah, I mean, dude, seriously, this is like, like so much of this is, this is, you know, this is what all of this is. It's like it's sword bringing of all of this stuff back around. It's a sort of omens. What is an omen? An omen is a sign or a symbol of a coming prophecy. Like this is the whole like the the. Are they supposed to be Jesus? Is that why at the end uh, of every single one he told me not to do drugs and be nice to people? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, he's eh? like, "Hi, kids, Lino here. Just let you know, if you ever see an old lady crossing the, uh, the sidewalk, help her." <laughs> you see, I think it's, I think it's less Jesus, and it's more. Like again, you go. It's it's going back to Egyptian mythology and the worship of cats and uh, and 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 Bastet and all of this kind of stuff. This is why a lot of this this. Shit girls, is, man. Yeah, I'm, I mean, dude, like everyone, like people had a thing like for Chitara. Shit. <laughs> I think, <laughs> yeah, I think this. Like cat girls, <laughs> I think that people just keep falling into the same archetypes and the same stereotypes. I think this is really what's happening with it all. It's not necessarily something that is pushed and forced. It's just the fact that these are the things that we keep falling into. I think one of the funniest things, going back to the archetypes, is that everyone's so divided on like left and right and i think if they spent time with each other in a cave disconnected from the fucking world they'd get along oh totally they'd probably start chatting about cat girls well this is the thing this is this is where we go back to what we were saying at the beginning about this idea that we're already now living in this essentially synthetic reality that isn't real you know we don't talk i don't people people who are left wing I would. I consider myself right wing now. I, I I used to be a left winger. The left wing completely fucking abandoned me and fucked See, off I, to the I, hard left like years I, ago. I, I felt like I was abandoned by the left. Yeah, hundred so percent. I haven't changed my center. opinions I'd in the last twenty years. And when I first started be- entering politics with these opinions, I was considered a centre leftist. And now I'm considered an alt right or a fascist or an uh, you know as whatever whatever you can call at me because I'm. I'm a nationalist. Find bad words. In yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I think this is the problem: is that like, like people's opinions. I'm ruled constantly by. If you go on Twitter and you try and have an argument with someone, what you'll notice, or you try and have a debate with someone, or even just a discussion over politics, what you'll notice is that people are always arguing past you at some straw man that they've constructed that represents you. So, for example, I'm English. Obviously, I've never voted for Donald Trump in my life. I probably wouldn't, to be honest. If I was given the opportunity, I'd probably try and find maybe a Libertarian Party candidate or something like that. Yeah. Vote with my fucking heart as a port, as opposed to what I think would actually win. But if I get into any discussion at all on Twitter and I mention any 
right-leaning policy I know what you're about to say. I'm immediately like oh you fucking vote for Trump oh you, you know oh you're a fucking fascist I got called on Megan though exactly <laughs> like, and it's like I basically commented on something saying like why don't you just release Nancy Pelosi's cameras and CCTV yeah. footage so you can see what happened <laughs> oh, yeah. I got called a Maga nut god like, oh, no, damn Q yeah. I was like I just asking for evidence. This like, is it. This why is... is asking for evidence? Yeah. To make me a maggot. I don't. I don't like because Trump. it's because it's against the narrative. This is the thing. It's these. You have these two competing narratives, and the right, unfortunately, are just as as guilty of this as the left. Although the left are louder, and they 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 control more institutional power at this point in time, so they can they can push their opinions more than anyone else can. They but can both stepping on each other. Yeah. Both are one hundred percent. The worst thing you can do on Twitter is try to de-escalate a, a conversation and have it based on the actual opinions that you actually have because then you will you'll you'll get you'll get to a situation where you're like oh yeah actually we kind of agree over more than we disagree with and actually the reason why we've been told to be each other's throats are, don't really exist, you know, in, 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 in the way that we've been told that they have. Like we could agree on a thousand things, but we'll kill each other over one thing we Absolutely, man. And it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like, it's like well, as well, like Lex, because it's kind of let's open the forum and talk. And if you need to smash each other's faces in, then you're both fucking wrong. Yeah? Yeah. Like, if you need to physically attack someone to try and prove your point, then you are fucking wrong. There is nothing, like... It's, well, it's like uh, fucking, what's he says? Uh, uh, miniature Lannister. What's his name? Tywin Lannister. What is it, that quote that he had that's become really popular? Uh, if you cut out a man's tongue, you only prove that you're afraid of what he might say. Yeah. I mean, this is what's happening with Alex Jones now. This is what's happening with David Icke. This is what's happening with all these people, especially Kanye, the, the, the biggest one. The best thing that the Zionists could have done in this situation is just ignore it and just go, yeah, Kanye's allowed to have his opinions. You know, we, we're not having it. We don't care. It's fine. We're just going to carry on with our lives and he can carry on with his. It's, against yeah, by acting against. It's guilt. this thing called the the Streisand effect. Do you know what do you know about the Streisand yeah. effect? It's this thing. If anybody doesn't know what it is, essentially Barbara Streisand tried to keep her her address of her house private for however many years it was, and as soon as the press caught on to the idea that she didn't want to give out her her uh, address, that's when they started swarming around to try and figure out where she lived, and this is this is what's happening with all of this stuff now it's like it, it, because they've come out and they've said ah we we don't control the banks and we don't control the media but if you speak out against us we're going to cancel your bank accounts and fucking cancel you off social media that has made so many people who would never have thought of this would never have even put to you know to as far as they're concerned any questioning of jewish power or jewish influence on on, on anything is is Nazi and is Hitler level shit? These people are now looking at it and going, "Well, hang on." Like he said, these people would cancel them, and they did. So doesn't that mean that they have exactly the power that he said that they had in the first place? And this is this is it. This is how I think this is how a lot of this stuff is going to be exposed because these fucking people, and I don't just mean the Zionists. I mean all of the elitists and all of the power clique don't fucking understand the internet. They don't understand More it, man. People. No. They I'm don't understand 4chan. They don't understand Reddit. They do not understand that when they when they leave crumbs for people, 
this is it. You've got a million not different autists. autists. They Man, are. they fucking know what they're doing. Like, Honestly, I think it's Japan. The word for someone with autism yeah. is like a gift from the stars. Yeah. The stars. <laughs> and it's sort of like they're like presents sent to us to save us. Mm -hmm. Like they are chaotic in every single way. but it's, Chaotic good. Yeah, it's literally like, it's like I will dismantle everything you have and it will be better. And it's great. Like sometimes i mean 4chan's got some fucking shit on it that's for sure oh yeah but again this is the thing this is this is the issue the moment you have to allow together. yeah you have to allow that stuff because if you don't allow it then if you if you just destroy all outlier positions because of the fact that they're outlier positions then you never you never make any progress you never go anywhere you have to have it's this is what i mean about like kanye having this discussion out in public like he's you can't expect him to be right about everything. You can't expect him to consistently like know no all. Yeah, it's like right. he's just, he's a normal human being and he's having these discussions out in public because he wants to, he wants to, to show his working, you know? He wants to show. He doesn't just want to put two and two, two plus two equals four. He wants to show the working of how that happens. It's like everyone expects celebrities to be these paragons of virtue. Oh, yeah. And it's like, no, they're just regular fucking people who've been either put there by certain people or they've gotten there through talent and now they're going to be used and corrupted. But that's the problem with it being idol worship because it's religious. Worship this is all religious, idols. man. These are all golden idols. Like, literally, they give them fucking Oscars. They give them golden statues. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, this is the thing about it is that, like, this is how idols work, how religious idols used to work. They embody archetypes. So when I turn around and say like something like Madonna is the heart whore of Babylon archetype, people might look like listen to that and think, what the fucking hell is he talking about? Like, what's this all about? Well, when you go and have a look at these, at like the at Joseph Campbell, and then you trace all of that stuff it's back like a through, from the stage play. absolutely, they're they're embodying specific principles in order to illustrate those principles to people both to show the positive and the negative aspects of those principles that's like that's why it doesn't matter how much you try and like if you wanted to just say fucking like get all the celebrities in a room and just fucking blow up the room and be done with it within a week you'd have an entire new group of celebrities again because people do this it's people it's us we transpose our ideas and our ideals and our archetypes onto people so that they we make exactly names. exactly like people don't understand it like when, when 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 people think like take the power back or we are the power you are literally the fucking power mm -hmm. you are the grease that flows through the machine you are the electrons that yeah. fire down the fucking wires conscious attention is the biggest power in like, this we could universe. Find a random villager from the most remote tribe in the world. And if we all turn to this man and said, This man rules the world, he is the king, he is the god emperor, he would be. Because yeah. we all gave him that power. It's it's surrendering your this power is, to someone else. It's the creation of tulpas. It's all of this kind of stuff. Look at money. Money literally works this exact way. If people turned around tomorrow and said we don't we don't want we use seashells now. yeah absolutely we All use bottle cash. caps we yeah. use our, this is it that would be it and you and this is how like i genuinely think this is how alternative economies are going to end up like there are already alternative economies in this country there are places you can go in this country where there are local community currencies 
that you can buy and sell things in. You can't use the currencies outside of these local communities. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's a, there's a couple of people in there's a couple of places in Birmingham that use them as well. Um, it's exactly what the uh, what the Americans did. And we're back. Post-case. Yes. Sorry, I need a piss. But I was talking about alternative currencies and the American Revolution. See, there are people who will suggest, and they are right to the right to some degree, that the American Revolution was just about slavery, and there is some truth to that. Uh, it, it was certainly a, a massive deciding factor, but there were two other really big factors that aren't really spoken about in the same vein. And the first one is disarmament. The uh, King George decided that he wanted to disarm the Americans, and uh, you know the Americans obviously looked at that and thought, well. That's us giving up control to everything, so we won't do it. But the other thing, the really big thing that the, the, the Americans did that fucking pissed the British off was they created something called Colonial Scrip. And Colonial Scrip was essentially an alternative currency that was backed by gold. And um, when the... British decided that they they were going to essentially limit the money to money supply to the colonies. The Americans looked at that and said, "All right, well, we'll just create our own money." And they did, and they started trading in it, and it became popular, and it started overtaking the uh, the British currency. And so, in order to try and keep control of it, the British decided that they were only going to accept payment of taxes in. Uh, British currency or in gold or in uh, silver I think and this is a huge one of the big reasons behind the American Revolution because the Americans understood at that point that this was a what what the British were trying to do was keep them involved in a control mechanism and that control mechanism was their control over the currency. As long as they had control, then all they ever had to do was just limit limit the money supply when they needed to, or, you know, make it larger when they needed to. This is it. And this is one of the biggest reasons why the why the, the the American Civil War sorry, not the American Civil War, the American Revolution happened. Because it wasn't just that they were creating their own currency. It's that they were putting forward this idea that currency is just what you think it is. That it doesn't have to be a, a top-down thing that's given to you from controllers and given to you from elites. It can just be whatever you want it to be. And this is something that, like... This is also the reason why they're trying to introduce the central digital currencies. Because Bitcoin... And all of these different things are a a second version of colonial script. It's this, it's a a a um, a currency that they don't have central control over, and so this is why we're seeing exactly the same thing happen with Bitcoin now. They just they come along and they're saying, right, if you're going to use digital currency, then you have to use our digital currency. And it's like, well, why do I have to do that? Well, because we have control over it. Oh, well, why should I cede control of it over to you? Uh, we, we just want it. Fuck off. Shut up. Yeah. Get in jail. <laughs> I'll go back to using the tally sticks if I need to. I won't, I won't take fucking... I genuinely think that would be... It would be the best way to move forward. But the problem with it is, again, is that 
<clears throat> this is not something that can be done without taking control away from the controllers. <coughs> and they're too, <coughs> excuse me, they're too obsessed with. They've had it, they've had the control for too long that they're not going to give it up. It's like going to that new um, app that um, Musk is trying to push, is it? Mm -hmm. like the X app, the everything app. That sounds fucking terrible. Do you know what that sounds like to me? The mark of the beast. <coughs> I yeah. know, I know, I know. It's, it's, oh, here we go, Christians. Yeah, I know, I'm not a Christian, but... Like... Again, you don't have to be a Christian. Yeah, it's, like, it's, you know, it's almost, it's almost like a, like a ground, like, like some ground rules set, or, or like a, a, it's like the writing, it's like the, the fucking script of the play. Yeah. And we're at the point where well, now you're going to get something that you can't trade or do anything without. Yeah. And what is that? And you got the X app, and then, and you've if, got if you're in Germantra, I think it's like X is loose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then also you have the, the ex-degonography thing of Dark Journalist and what Daniel List has been doing for years, where he's been talking about this, you know, you have this ex-protect and ex-technology and all this kind of stuff. I think it's the, the... So what the first thing that got me about that was that it's literally the fucking plot to um, Terminator... Uh, is it Dark Fate or Genesis? I think it is Terminator Genesis. So in Terminator Genesis they change everything because Skynet stops becoming like this big military system and it's an everything app. It's called Genesis. This is what Terminator Genesis is about. They create this app that is literally the point of it is to consolidate all of your different apps into one so that you can do everything and so that you can buy and sell using different digital currencies. Like genuinely, I'm not shitting you. If you go and look at that Genesis stuff, They've literally changed it now so that it's not military AI that takes over the world. It's this one app that becomes Skynet and it's surreptitiously acting as Skynet. So, yeah, this is, yeah, I mean, this is a thing. If you are, if you are one of these people, which I am, who looks at modern, popular culture and sees predictive programming and the stuff that they're talking about, this is it. Like, this is exactly it. Now, the weird thing about Elon Musk is that... I suppose this is this is going to be a good thing to kind of end the whole thing on in the last half hour. Because we started off talking about Elon Musk and how he's the good guy. And I think we're going to end off on how he might be the bad guy. So, like, an anti, like, like a false prophet sort of thing. Like, aiding... Well... Yes. And this is it. I mean, when you start looking... Again, when you go and, and look at, like, the Fabian Society... And these groups that actually control create the control grid that we see around us, that's what their their um, their thing is, their logo. It's a wolf in sheep's clothing. They are the people who are going to give us good stuff, but it, it's going to end up enslaving us, you know? We're going to be enslaved by our own technological love for all the stuff that's come along. But I'm just very quickly, at the moment, because I have a meme uh, that is kind of like like speaks to what we've been saying here, um, because some of the things that Elon Musk says are very, very, very close to the things that Klaus Schwab oh, says. I've seen this, yes. Um, he's spoken openly about how he believes that climate change is like a huge an issue that we face. He's spoken about um, technocratic, you know, the technocratic movement of society. 
towards like the stuff that Noah Har- Yuval Harari and Klaus Schwab are talking about. He's talking about chipping people's brains. Now, come on, what's the biggest? What is the biggest thing that people talk about? I mean, whether or not it's right or not, the biggest thing people have been talking about about the Mark of the Beast system for the last 20 years since Bill Cooper was bringing all of this stuff up was what? Microchipping. The whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Either that or in the wrist or on the palm of the hand. Now, this is the, these, these are the things that if you were, you know, 20 years ago before anything like the metaverse, even before like the internet was really coming along at, this, at the rate that it's come along now, if you listen to George, not George, no, we Art Bell or Coast to Coast, any of these old, and they, they were having a, an episode on, on, on Mark of the Beast, it would be this. It would be this. They're going to chip people and they're going to use the chip as a, as a buying and selling system. And, on, and if you don't get the chip, then you can't buy and sell. And that's what people used to think it was. But we've moved forward now. Now we're moving into these chips, like literally creating the aromatic fucking like reality in our brain. Become legion. Yeah, absolutely. This is it. So I am many. This is the problem. This is the this is the inherent issue with Elon Musk. Uh, he's being presented as a savior right now. His fucking Halloween costume. Ah, oh, fucking hell, dude! It was like the like what was it? The right hand of the devil or something? It was. It had like yeah. a literal fucking Baphomet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Saint Peter's cross. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But this is it. You see, this is the thing: is that like people look at that and go, "Oh, oh, well, he's just trolling. Like he's a master troll." Yeah, but then look at his fucking mum. You know, yeah. look at the fucking circles that she moves in, and yeah. all the pictures of her with her left eye being covered, and all this kinds of stuff. These are. And again, people like to 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 talk, tell this story about Elon Musk as a guy who, um, like, you know, I wouldn't say a self-made millionaire, but somebody who built, you know, built PayPal, built all these kind of systems, and and made his millions by doing that. No, he didn't. He's is is like, who owns the diamond mines in South Africa? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? There are very very few ways that you can become that you can be more. Uh, ingratiated into elite society than to be born into a family of diamond miners in the middle of apartheid South Africa. Yeah. Like, these are the things that when you're looking at Elon Musk and you're looking at everything that's happening with Twitter, you have to temper what you think about it because there's, you know, there's three or four really good things he's doing. Really, really awesome shit. And then there's like ten things that he's doing that are fucking terrible. And like leading the world directly into this handshit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like I say, leading the world into this technocratic fucking dictatorship. Like to me, that the alpha it kind of feels like you know, like the idea that he rules over legion. Like yeah, literally. I think this. Yeah, I mean, it's again, it's like these things are gonna have like direct inputs to our brain. Yeah, and like it's nuts. Why would you want that? That shit. Well, I think again, I'll people stupid to think they're in it if I need to. People don't think it through. This is the problem. It's like like all of this stuff is sold to us through the idea of convenience. So you know, <clears throat> it used to be that you'd have to get on a computer and you'd have to sit in front of your computer and type to go on the internet. And then they updated it, and now you've got your phone and you can walk around with it and you can use it. So what's the next logical step? Well, the next logical step is it's just in you and you're just you know you it's you don't have to input anything anymore it's just being controlled by your brain waves and being controlled it is a it's a logical step 
in the technology and so that what i mean to say in that sense is that if somebody came along and created that technology out of nowhere like it was the first thing they did and they just did it in their garage and you know blah 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 and then they sold it onto something then you would look at that person and say oh well maybe they're not part of this gigantic fucking cabal but when you <laughs> you know when you have a really interesting thing go on with um It was using Christ as as the sun, as in like the sun, the actual physical sun. Right, yeah. And the idea that people would get these brain implants and they go nuts like monsters, yeah? And they're being controlled in this system. And then it's an EMP comes, like a revelation, mm -hmm. fucking fries everyone and fries the world. It loses technology and it goes back to the golden age where there is no technology because technology is evil, like inherently. And I know, I know we're all using technology to talk now, but like... I oh, know. I are agree. We I, like, are we happy? Like generally, yeah, are we yeah. as happy as we could be? I think that because um, like we have to have to go outside and touch grass. Yeah, and just be. Well, we've lost days. the. I mean, this is what we were just talking about. We've lost all of this tribal aspect of what we were doing, and we see that now as a dirty word. We, t you know, people when people talk about things being tribal, it's like, well, go back to monkey meme. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, That's return to gorilla. So powerful. It is. It what well, it absolutely. You see, that's why I look at it and smile. And we are we are one hundred percent slaves to our technology. Like, there's no doubt about it. There's you, you can't there's you can't even make a, a sustainable argument to the contrary. It's 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 gone so quick. Like I was just thinking the other day. That probably sounds like a stupid thing to think, but Al Yankovic was right. The Amish paradise. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, there's, there's, so, even, again, this is the thing, even if you weren't someone like us, who's done all of this Steiner reading and this Gurdjieff reading, and, and, and we understand what Ariman is, and, and the idea that, like, there is, there is something fundamentally about this technology, and something fundamentally about what it does to the community of people, and to the coherence of people's thinking, that's bad sucks your soul out yeah absolutely you lose something in the adoption of it 100% even if you weren't somebody who understood that from a spiritual point of view from like the Steiner point of view and the Aramanic point of view you still would be looking on this situation like what the fuck's going on like like it's happened so quick you you can't you you cannot uh, what's the word you can't account for it it's going to take 40 or 50 years for people to it's like it's like the you know the invention of flight it's like the industrial the industrialization period and stuff like this it's not until 40 or 50 years after the effects have happened that you can actually properly look back and see what those effects actually were we're living in this like technological industrial revolution at the moment that's completely changing what it means to be a human being like do human like grimes elon musk's girlfriend to bring it back to elon musk says that we're not human anymore that we're not homo sapien homo sapien i think she calls us like homo technus or something it's that's probably wrong but it, it's you you get what i'm saying in the sense yeah. that she believes we've moved on to this next stage of human being where we start integrating all of this external technological transhumanist ideal ideas into us and they, and not just ideologically into us physically into us as well 
and so she's you know she believes this she's sleeping with elon musk and having kids with elon musk so there's an opportunity that her kids and elon's kids could be the first truly immortal people on the planet they could be the first truly connected people on the planet because they're probably going to get the brain chips before everyone else does you know there'll be different firmware exactly and so but well yeah (laughs) yeah you know they won't have all the back doors (laughs) all of the shit that we'll have but this is this is what i mean is that like i don't think people have caught up to this yet like i agree with grimes on this i think we've moved already i don't think we're homo sapien anymore I think we're we're something completely some people, different. Some people. Uh, <laughs> I mean, some people are, are you know, some, like some are still like Homo erectus. Hundred percent. <laughs> but no, there is this this this. I think that I think that the the battle that's going to define the next twenty or thirty years or so isn't going to be a political battle. It's like it's going to be a techno spiritual battle and it is going to be between the return to monkey people against the the let's evolve into the next ubermensch people i think going back to prince actually i'm pretty sure he's got something it's like was it the mind is the battlefield and the soul is the prize yeah fuck hell man if it isn't that's that's a great fucking quote like that could be that should be like the, the fucking that should be the uh, what's it called the, the, the tagline to this podcast <laughs> 100% the mind is the battlefield the soul is the prize yeah yeah it's kind of crazy again this is why they want to get rid of these people man like someone like Prince you can't allow like just look at what happened with like Purple he, Rain and shit like that he was gonna Bill and Ted it he was gonna unite oh, yeah. the world through music <laughs> well like him he's one of these people like when you look at him like he probably would have been like maybe the fir- the world's first immortal person when you look at how much he understood all of this stuff michael jackson you know he was researching into cloning and time travel and all of this kind of stuff and he had the fucking money to do it john lennon i've got a guy dude have you ever seen i'm gonna have to fucking michael jackson gets out and he's like hey you see this is the right i'm gonna have to very quickly uh, google this you might have seen this but there is a bust in the British Museum, which makes people think uh, that Michael Jackson did, didn't die, but actually did eventually figure out how to time travel and fucked off back to Egypt. Here you go. What the fuck? I know. <laughs> it's even, it even doesn't have a proper nose. What the fuck? Yeah, man. That's literally Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. And this is the, this is the thing is that like like you know, who's to say that we haven't Faked been deaf? Yeah, living. who's to say that we don't have we did we haven't already had all these these technologies and that people like Michael Jackson, people like John Lennon. Michael Jackson is foff. I mean, well, ooh. please don't kill me off. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Why would you think Mike? Why do you think Michael Jackson stopped? All this ancient knowledge, all this knowledge of the future, what's to happen. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, you yeah. You go back and you can be like, there'll be an area when everyone's not wise and they're dicks. Yeah. What if he's Saint Germain? Shit. Yeah, he's like a latex mask, like face off. Yeah, man. Face off. And he's like, take. he's gotten all of the different dance techniques from like all the many years he's been around. <laughs> this is the problem, you see. The, the, the minute that time travel is discovered or it's admitted that it exists 
all of this stuff suddenly becomes like like you've got to actually you know it's not just people we speculating some, bullshit anymore. We found some more Sumerian tablets. Uh, <laughs> what do they say? It just reads Shimon. <laughs> you see, this is this is how they um, they deciphered the Rosetta Stone. Was the one word they understood was. <laughs> it's like oh we get it we get it yeah I understand it man, fuck. But you see, this is the funny thing, like, this is, I've got it again, right, I've got to really hand out, I don't know if you've heard this yet, I listened to it last night, Dark Journalist did a fucking, an episode on uh, Yoko Ono and John Lennon. I was, I was going to listen to that. Oh, man. <laughs> Fucking hell. Like, it was it was a mind-blower. Like, he goes into Mark David Chapman and how he was a CIA asset and how he toured the world before he... Um, he assassinated Lenin, and uh, he was he was he was super massively interested in Egypt e- uh, Egyptology and all this kind of stuff, but alternative Egyptology. And then he started getting into Yoko Ono and how Yoko Ono and John Lennon they were they they um, they had like secret contacts in Egypt that were trying to dig beneath the Sphinx. And Yoko Ono actually ended up with a, uh, a mummy in a sarcophagus that she believed was her in a previous life. Like they got really into um, Edgar Casey and all of this kind of stuff. So they're all over the hot zone, like in the Bahamas, like like fucking the the Plastic Ono band is all about UFOs and Atlantis and shit like like it's fucking unbelievable man like a book the one point that he made that was really interesting was the fact that a lot of this stuff a lot of people think this stuff's about status so you know you only get to know this kind of stuff when you're so high in the government and you have certain levels of clearance but the thing that the one thing that can kind of override that is money and so when you have someone like Prince who's a multi, 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 multi millionaire many times over, doesn't have to worry about money, can piss away as much money as he wants on frivolous shit. Michael Jackson, John Lennon, these people who are multi, multi, multi millionaires and who were around in a time in the like 70s and 80s where that kind of money really fucking moved shit. You know, there's a lot of these people who... Prince and Michael would have been in contact through the same era. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%, man. And again, like, like they were all very... Like, have you ever seen all of the stuff that Prince... Prince was talking out, speaking out in, like, 2005, 2006 about chemtrails and all this kind of stuff. He's a Jehovah's Witness, Prince. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Sure. Really deep into it, yeah. And, um... Honestly, like he was, he he was talking about depopulation agendas and all of this kind of stuff. You know, about pulling out of the UN and all, and stuff you just wouldn't expect to come out of the mouth of Prince, and he'd be talking about it. Same kind of thing with Michael Jackson before he died, <clears throat> when he did the This Is It tour, when he was gonna, you know, do the biggest tour in British history or whatever it was called. He has a song called uh, They Don't Care About Us, and the video for that is like it's all illuminati stuff and it's about well there's actually two videos for it one of them's where it's him in a prison surrounded by a load of black guys and then the other one's like where he's like dancing past illuminati symbols and all this kind of stuff and if you read the lyrics of that song it's literally like it's 100 percent anti anti illuminati um but he was again he had the money to be able to put on this last massive tour and he was going to give this speech in the middle of um, They Don't Care About Us about a depopulation agenda. And just before that tour started, he was, you know, he died. The weird thing, the weird thing as well is, like, I think he was... Because he was a young child in uh, the music industry when it was a 
I think he was abused. Oh God, yeah. And I think yeah. that's why he 100%. had that thing with kids, that like, yeah. almost protective thing, because he kind of generally worried. Mm -hmm. that, like, he, he, he had all Corey of these charities. Feldman, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like good friends with Corey Feldman. He was really, yeah, he was really good friends with like Macaulay Culkin and all this. There's, if you again, Michael Jackson. You have to remember, Michael Jackson was accused 14 separate times of child abuse, and he was taken to court. I think it was seven or eight different cases and they they established nothing there was no 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 evidence was established no nothing these were all the majority of the kids that did this it was their parents they wanted to he was the richest black man on the planet at the time and they just wanted to get money from him so they were just like just pretend he fucking diddled you and you know and this is and also it's it's the best way to take down somebody who's speaking out about child abuse yeah, absolutely. It's if somebody again, the same thing happened with Simon Danzuk in Britain. So Simon Danzuk was an MP. <clears throat> and he was one of the people who came forward about the VIP abuse scandal and said, "Look, if you I know that this stuff isn't going well, you know, in terms of government inquiries and shit like that. So if you've got anything that you want to talk to, you know, to uh, an official about, I will open my GP surgery and victims of this VIP child abuse ring can come forward and speak to me. How did they take him down? They got a 17-year-old girl to text him when she was 16. The son paid this girl to do it and text him and pretend that she was like a 21-year-old or whatever. And she just turned it slightly towards like you know suggestive texting and all this kind of stuff and he texted he made a mistake texted her something slightly suggestive back and then the next day it was in the sun uh, newspaper simon danzik oh this supposed guy who's talking out about child abuse guess what he's a fucking pedo and that's that's literally how they it's the best way to take down anyone who speaks out about that stuff and that's why they went after michael jackson that way because that was what he was talking about he was an abused kid who was who was in the Hollywood system in the 60s where you could fucking just get away with anything. He had his dad abusing him. He probably had re record label executives and all this kind of shit abusing him. I mean, think about the fact that they gave him hormones to keep his voice high so that he didn't go through puberty. Like, genuinely. Like, all right, if he's got a high voice, fair enough. And if that's what you want to market. But then also think about that if you're a pedophile you know, and you're abusing a kid. And so it's like, oh yeah, we just want to keep his voice in the high registers, but at the same time, we can stop him from going through puberty. It's like, it, this is, this is, it's fucking so weird when you start getting into this stuff, man. Yeah, there's a lot of connections. This is why I wasn't surprised when you saw that text message from Kanye. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's fucked. And your hand just scared the shit out of me. My hand? Yeah, I was looking up there and I saw that. Like, <laughs> I thought, like, shit, shadow person. I like, it was just, like, crawling across the thing. Like, we know too much. Ooh. Ooh. I'm just high. <laughs> Jesus, God. I mean, technically, I am a person and a shadow person at the same time. It's just that I am a person as well. I was looking at some really weird changes in the subject. Completely different. Yeah, go for it. Why not? I was, I was, I was um, listening to some, a podcast and they were doing some video, um, some, like really odd stories that involve like the fae and all that stuff oh right yeah and the really weird one was these school children getting chased by gnomes in flying cars and the 
it was almost like the gnomes were playing with them because they'd chase them in the cars. One of the kids would fall over and then they'd fly off in this little car and they'd come back round and they'd sit like laughing their heads off and they'd sit and wait for the child to get back up and start running again and then they'd chase them again, right? And it was, it was, it was like, the fuck? And they were separated like the aerial school children. Uh, you know the ones? Yeah, yeah. African UFO thing. Yes, yeah, of course. Zimbabwe, yeah. Well, um... They were separated and all interviewed differently, and they all drew the same gnomes and they had the same stories and <coughs> differences. Dude, there's something. To, I mean, I'm so I'm Irish, right? I'd fucking like even. I mean, I'm I'm a 34 year old man, no, 32 year old man, mate. And if I saw gnomes in flying cars in a forest, I would shit my yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Follow me through like a train <coughs> of shit. Like, I don't think I could deal with it. Like, I would literally fucking jump out of my skin. I'd be like, please, Jesus, save me right now. Like, see, I'd be the other way around. I'd want to go and, like, meet them. I'd want to be like, oh, this is cool as fuck. I want to go and see. But I've also read enough about, like, the Fae and all that kind of shit to be like, yeah, okay. If I do that, I'm disappearing down a fucking fairy hole and I'm going to be oh, replaced yeah. by a changeling. And that's it. Like, <laughs> no one will. To be like a little, a man, like, a little slave, like, in, like, the Fae world, like, mining mushrooms or something. You see, the funny thing is, so I... I I think, like, like personally, this might just be my own kind of narrative that I tell myself about my own life. But I'm, I'm from, my family is originally from a place called County Sligo in Ireland. And County Sligo is right on the west coast of Ireland, um, and there's a place there called Ben Bulban, and it's a great big table mountain with the top sheared right off the top of it. And in Irish mythology in terms of like the Tuatha Dé Danann and all this kind of stuff. Supposedly, that's where the Fae disappeared down, like into the underworld, through this mountain called Ben Bulban, right on the edge of County Sligo. And they've been there ever since. And you see this like, it's got this weird jutting out part of, of the mountain. And when the sun passes it at a certain time of day, it creates this shadow that looks like a door, and this is supposed to be the fairy door, where only certain times of day, you know, the fairy, the fairy come through and all this kind of shit. <clears throat> and, like, I didn't know any of that stuff. All I knew was that I have an Irish surname and that my family comes from Ireland. And yet, completely outside of all of that, I ended up in a situation where I studied history that made me go all the way through to... Egyptian history and Sumerian history and Akkadian history which made me go all the way through to Druidic history which goes all the way back through to Irish folk history and so I'm sat there like you know researching all of this Irish folk history listening to people like Thomas Sheridan who's really fucking good and Michael Tsarian who's, who was the guy who Jordan Maxwell kind of initiated into, into all of these conspiracy secrets <clears throat> and then I do a little bit of looking into my history and I'm like, oh, that's weird. Like my personal ancestry goes right back to this exact thing that I'm like out of nowhere. I've Maybe come your destined yeah. the sword of lights. <clears throat> I think, well, I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> it might be Luke, man. I don't know. It could be. I could be like Chewbacca or something. <laughs> I was going to say I'd be like Ben, but I'm not old or wise, and I don't want to die. It comes with time, it's fine. If you and McGregor can do it, you can do it. It's alright. But I think that there is something to be said for this. Like, like, Like my girlfriend, for example. 
I, when I first started talking to her, one of the things that we first spoke about was this, like, she's kind of really interested in gypsy history and all that kind of stuff. Turns out, when she looks into her family, she's kind of got the similar kind of history that she can you can trace back to, like, Ireland and all of these places. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. How much of a coincidence is that, really? Like, I'm, like, I'm really interested in Jesus. No, <laughs> Dude, we've got to put that fucking picture up on the on the Twitter. <laughs> you dressed as Jesus. That would be amazing. Do, on a, do, do like an art version on, on a uh, t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that can be the first piece of merch, definitely, hundred percent. But yeah, I I don't know. I think there's I I think there's something to be said for that for the idea that you know this is this is a the reason why I've ended up fixating on this stuff yourself exactly where you need to be mm. yes weird. yeah like there's something really weird from my childhood I'm going to bring up again and it's it's a weird one but <clears throat> I remember when I was a kid <laughs> alright it's fucking embarrassing to admit but go I for it you, I bet everyone else did it right I remember drawing the perfect woman right yeah for myself Right, this is you know you get old, you can't ex- explore, and you're like, I'm gonna draw some boobies. So yes. I drew some boobies. I drew a perfect <laughs> woman, and I gave her a name, and it just so happened to be my missus's name. Yeah, and it was pretty much the exact proportions of the drawing. I remember my mum finding it and fucking bollocking. <laughs> she can back it up as well, and it's fucking weird, like because she found the picture and bollocked me for it. But yeah, it's like, I mean, again, it's this is it. It's like, like fuck. Is there? This is the thing. It's like you. I suppose you have to, because I think there's a lot of intention has a lot to do with this. Like I said earlier on, I think conscious attention is the real currency of the universe, and what you focus on and what you set as your intention ends up in some way becoming where you end up going. And so I think that, like, yeah, I. Ah, uh, well, who knows? I mean, you know, it's this is why I'm this is why I'm glad I'm hanging around you now because I can be an original fucking apostle. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to be one of these Johnny Come Latelys who fucking ends up betraying you for thirty pieces of silver or shit. Nah, man, I'm going to be the first guy on the Last Supper, <laughs> like pointing at you. <laughs> give me, don't give me delusions of grandeur, <laughs> dude. You've already, you've already dressed as Jesus once. It's fine. You, you can get away with it. This is where I find I'm actually the Antichrist. Like, Shit. <laughs> Only when you take the chip. As long as you don't take oh, the chip, yeah. Oh, yeah, you'll be all right. Do, yeah. You can just be the Christ, Christ, and not the Antichrist. But you know, this is the thing, man. If it, it's like speaking to this whole idea of like whether or not it's all fractal, like the older I get the more like I'm hitting 40 this year and um, I spent the majority of my youth in and out of like metal bands trying to be a musician trying to be essentially the stock opposite of what my dad is and yet I'm here in I'm 40 years old and like it's scary how much I'm the same fucking person as him like, even to the extent that I'm beginning to realise that, like, a lot of my psychological hang-ups are the same psychological hang-ups my dad has. And so, like... Yeah, man. Like, I... Like, again, like, I genuinely have this... I had this revelation. Because, like, me and my dad... It's weird, you know. We, we, we get on, don't get me wrong. We have it. We actually... We do have a really good relationship. But it's not as close as it could be. 
and it's not as we don't talk about stuff in the way that you know like i would talk with talk about things with other people you know mine and my dad's conversations he just he thinks i'm a conspiracy theorist and he'd rather talk about the bbc and radio 2 and stuff like that and that's fine that's great but you know i sit there sometimes and i think ah oh, my dad doesn't like engage me in these conversations like other people do but then i also realize i'm not doing it with him and so like the reason why it's not his fault that we don't have this communication thing it's that we're with the same fucking person and we have the same weird like anxieties about the shit that we talk about and so we don't talk we don't neither one of us is capable of like bridging that gap sit him down one day like dad what do you think about the demiurge yeah i mean i will admit he um he's something he started getting like i i basically describe my dad as like as if you he's basically like he's pretty much alan partridge like in reality in terms of you know in like in terms of being like the daily mail reading you know that 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 kind of yeah yeah he's very much that kind of guy but he has got you know he used to be a musician he used to be an artist he's got this like dark creative side to him that he never really got to kind of you know uh, uh, show Um, but like I say it's like I just I mean even me like I find myself in the same position like I used to think to myself oh my dad I feel so sorry for him because he was an artist and he was a musician and when he was like 24 and and my mum had my sister you know my mum pretty much said to him uh, stop your art shit go and get a fucking proper job and earn a living wage which you know fair enough it gave me what I had and gave my sister what I had as well but he never got the chance to be that artist that he wanted to be and that musician that he wanted to be and now I'm 40 and like I've I'm kind. I've done all of my art and art and musicianship, and I'm kind of comfortable with where it went. Never became famous, you know. It never became profitable or anything like that. But artistically and musically, I'm happy with what I did, and like, I feel fulfilled by it and stuff like that. But at the same time, I also then had to just go and get a job and be a part of society and engage and all that kind of shit. So I kind of see where my dad, as like a 70-year-old man, could look back on his life and kind of have certain, you know, feelings and regrets about stuff that I, I'm literally growing into right now as, a, as like a 40-year-old. And like, I sit there and think to myself, like, shit, am I literally destined to live like and basically an analog of what my dad's life was and is this what everybody's like slowly coming to the realization of stacking dolls man yeah absolutely man i mean literally like we literally came out of the same material do you know what i mean it's not like like literally i we you know it's fucking we still live in a primordial like ball soup yeah 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 <laughs> This is it, man. Everyone knew everyone. Yeah, but it is uh, that's it's that is definitely that's something that I uh, that's something that I think about like this whole like fractal weird universal thing that we that we've talking about. It's like that's a fractal of another fractal. Yeah, man. Like holy shit, an infinite as well. You got the concept. It's one of those things where it's like you can't even prove it. Don't even try. Oh no, we'll never know. No, we'll never know. It's kind of like a good thing. It's good. I think it's kind of good to have things that we don't, that we'll never know. Like because if there was a, if there was a finite end to knowledge, It'd be boring, wouldn't it? yeah, then you could reach the end of learning everything, and then what's, then what's the fucking point of everything? Yeah, like sometimes I'm like, 
thing that boggles my mind is like the, the whole concept of the Big Bang. Yeah, probably I think it happened. But why did it happen? What? Yeah. What? Why were there gases? Why can there be gases? <laughs> why can things exist? Yeah. And it's it's like oh, this makes sense. Like we exist. Yeah, yeah. Something got fucking super hot for a bit and shut out billions of stars and galaxies all because something somewhere was like yeah you can do that if you want i say cool where did the matter come from where does existence come from that was always the thing that was like super unsatisfying to me as i was like trying to be more of a materialist and more of a scientist when i like when i was an atheist and shit like that that was the one thing that was a really fucking hefty question that was like all right so science says something can come out of nothing how well, if you actually sit down and have a talk to 90% of scientists about that, they'll you'll end up, if you really, really grind them down to the nuts and bolts, you'll end up with them basically having that as an article of faith and basically having to say, well, I can't explain it. You just have to, it just happened. It just is. So something can come out of nothing. The Big Bang. And I understand like they've updated the, kind of the Big Bang now, so it wasn't technically coming out of nothing. You know, it was coming out of... But still, what's the impetus for it? What's the... You know what is what are the what's the circumstances that surround it and all this kind of stuff. You're basically just told, oh, you just have to accept that there was nothing and then there was something. And really, that's the thing that's kind of that that spun me off into spirituality because all of the answers, well, not even just spirituality, but just into like alternative science and alternative history because all of the answers that I used to get from physicists and from like like my bass player was this physicist really really hard-ass materialist scientist very very fucking smart guy but you get down to the nuts and bolts of these kinds of questions and say to him like where's the where did the initial impetus for the very first human heartbeat come from like where does that electric come from if the if my heart is beating due to electricity where does that come from doesn't that mean there's free energy everywhere because if there wasn't free energy everywhere where's the electricity for my heartbeat coming from and you would like you would just see him. him <laughs> I'd have the, I'd say something like that to him, and you'd just see him like shrivel up because it's like he knows he can't conceptually answer any of these questions, and he can't he can't lean on the idea of an almighty omnipotent being or a god or something like that explaining it all. That's it. So you just have to you just have to say, well, it just was. It's just because that's what the mathematics say. So we can't explain it, but it just was. And it's like, sorry, man, that's not a fucking, not a satisfying answer to me at all. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like, you guys are missing something. And I know you don't want to admit it, but. Yeah, it's like, why is my matter sticking together? Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, all of it. All of it. Why is there something as opposed to nothing? If you if you got all of this shit together, all of the forces that we have, all of the atoms that we have, and you chucked them together in a big bang explosion, surely like a million times, nine hundred ninety nine thousand times out of a million, it would all just blow away from each other, and nothing would stick together. Like surely that would happen. Why did that not happen this one time? And if it happened this one time, why can't it happen? You know, infinite other amounts of times and infinite other realities. This is like this is big fucking picture questioning that science really can't deal with and can't answer. This is why science goes down into the minutiae and into the infinite as opposed to out into the 
out into the fucking expanse of the universe because they can't deal with it because eventually you have to like this is why Michio Kaku and all these people are good because if, and even Einstein eventually they're just like yeah it kind of looks like it's intelligently designed I don't know I don't know how to explain it like yeah sorry <laughs> like maybe I'm wrong maybe I'll be proven wrong but all of my science has led me towards this idea that actually there's probably something some impetus or something some driving force behind what's going on yeah man we can't we're like bacterium trying to like exactly our world absolutely man it's it's infeasible like um and why would the universe even give a shit about letting us any of any of that like if we are say for example we pick up a bunch of ants and use them in a laboratory experiment we're not going to sit down with those ants and explain to them what's going on and the conceptual ideas of why we're doing it and the justification we're just going to do it and it's like so now imagine us trying to imagine that like the 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 you have the gnostic interpretation of the universe where the gods are scientists you know and they've endlessly doing all of these different science experiments they're not gonna turn yeah they're not gonna they're gonna look at us as like a little fucking bacteria in a petri dish like they're not gonna turn around and go by the way (laughs) this is why this is the reason behind everything you know it's like god's plan you don't know what it is man yeah i mean that's the i suppose that's the that's the ultimate irony of it isn't it People are like, why doesn't he intervene? Why the fuck would he care? Yeah. He gave us things to do. We fucked all that shit up, right? So we're obviously a shitty experiment, yeah? And it's like, it's like, we had like 10 commandments. Uh, we fucked that up. No, let's, let's go back to like, non, non-Christian, or just the creator itself. Why the fuck does it care? Yeah. Like, if there's a, if he exists, which I think he does, well, we know there's something after death. We don't yeah. know, like we don't know what it is, but it doesn't mean it's over. You can get stuck in an hard drive somewhere, and you're just like you go live out your best memories, yeah. And it's it's you know, and it's also I mean there are different interpretations of it. Like this is the 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 great thing about um, again like the American founding fathers and stuff is if you go in, if you go into the like there's a lot of consternation on both sides because the left will say all the founding fathers were atheists, and the right will say they were all hardcore Christians, whereas actually they were deists. And deists are people who believe in a god, but they basically believe that God set the universe in motion and then doesn't give a shit about it anymore. So it's like, imagine us just like setting off a a screensaver and walking away from it on a computer. That's essentially what they view God as. So they don't have any preconceptions about this idea that God is uh, materially, you know, interfering with what's going on in the universe. It's just like he started something off going and it's going and that's it and it's kind of not even really paying attention to what it's doing so it's like you know you don't the the i think the i would consider myself more of a deist in that kind of way like i don't think i think if there is a god i think there is more evidence to say that there probably is a a creator of the universe and that there isn't but i think if there is the chances that he's he gives a shit about what's going on or even like perceives it you know what i mean like in the same way that we would look at bacteria in a petri dish but, then he, but he, we'd probably use other systems to see that like admins and other things yeah like yeah that. so like you know this is like maybe that's what the demiurge is like maybe it's not all bad maybe it's literally just a warden and it's there to keep us 
Like well, I mean, doing, and then report back to the bigger guys. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, that is that's that's what the that was the real answer. Yeah, I mean, well, but but I mean, literally, there, you know, that's that's the same. That is the the Christian uh, interpretation of Satan. Like, God doesn't destroy Satan. God sends him to rule over hell. So, you know, it's oh fuck, we're in the recycling. <laughs> fuck yeah, man, this is it. Oh, we're in no. like Dante's eighth level or ninth level. Or there and it's like you know, when it's like, do you want to restore? It's like, <laughs> we have to be good now. It's like, oh, we're nah, never we're have getting, to be we're, getting, we're getting deleted. Oh. <laughs> I think that might be a good spot to end on, you know. <laughs> yeah. He knew the world would not be the same. Two people laughed. Few people cried. Most people were silent. I remembered the lines from the Hindu scripture, the Bhagavad Gita. Vishnu was trying to persuade the prince that he should do his duty. And to impress him, takes on multi-armed form and says, Now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. I suppose we all thought that. One way or another.